0: Dream team. Adam Bobby Josh, got the news feed. It's the big three.
1: It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football. This is Josh Raymer and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP podcast. Saying hi to all those babies out there in live stream land. If you're watching us on Periscope, YouTube, or for some reason Twitch. I know we do have Twitchers out there that watch us, Addie. We're coming for we're coming for Twitch. That's right. All the youngsters out there. We're trying to capitalize on that with this podcast. So welcome in. It is a beautiful Tuesday night here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and we are still basking in the afterglow of week one football action. And I am joined in the Sode Shack tonight by two gentlemen who partake, who partook in just about every second of that action, if I had to guess. To my right, Adam Markham. To my left, Connor Raymer. Gentlemen, how are we this evening?
0: Doing great. Everything's in its right place.
1: we got football back.
0: Feel right, boys. I was laid up sick all weekend. You were.
1: It was very sad. We usually get together at Connor's house and watch the games. And uh, very sad. You were right down the street, a stone's throw from Connor's yeah. house, but it felt like you were on the opposite
2: side of the world. Yeah. We were watching you. We were watching you I through your window. You were. So I can feel you. You know were like, you weren't sick. Either, he doesn't so you look need to that come sick. clean right now. I was
0: laid up. You know I was.
2: Adam has Corona. That's what we came here to tell you all. And the show was off. So. I do have Corona, so. But the NFL was great. I, I mean, I could have just, I could have had a just NFL coma from like eight hours of just sitting there and just soaking it all in, and especially with everything going on. You think we may not have a season, and I, I thought it was just awesome not to jump straight into it. But um, oh, that's great. what we're doing. We're jumping straight, straight. in. Hey, we'll go in head first. And it's it's funny because Thursday
1: felt a little weird. It didn't quite feel right. Adam and I were talking about this after the show. I didn't know if it was because of what's going on in the world, just being a new dad, how my kind of life priorities have shifted. But I was like, I'm going to pay attention on Sunday to how I feel to games being back on and boys. Oh, it felt oh so good. It felt more normal. It felt more normal. It felt right. It was very overwhelming. You forget no preseason to kind of ease you into this. No college really you're just jumping in honestly to like 14 13 games on Sunday. Yeah, NFL still doing the dumb thing where they
0: they have 10 games at the noon and then so stupid. only 3 and you know at the uh you know 3 3:15 mark. And also they were like the games that I really wanted to watch, it was like Kyler versus San Fran. I wanted to see Joe Burrow's debut and obviously the game of the week
1: Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Uh, spread it out and spread it out guys how have they not figured this out yet it's very frustrating to uh, still be living in a world where we have to have the witching hour as it's known Connor with like uh, you know eight to ten games simultaneously coming down to the wire and trying to get multiple quad boxes going
2: and they get they try to get too cute with a lot of these openers where it's like hey let's do the doubleheader Monday night game and that's awesome but Again, people would rather see that shifted to a nice three o'clock game where it can kind of stand there on its own. And who? I mean, I would love to know who actually stayed up to watch the end of what was probably a. Yeah, well, this guy did. We'll
1: talk about it. My yeah. uh, my my matchup in our main league, the XFFL. This is not an exaggeration. Came down to the final play of the final game on that last drive, that Jerry Judy drop. Uh, that Jayon Brown ankle tackle uh, literally got me a point nine six point win. Not even a full point separating me between uh, Sam in our week one matchup. Beautiful. How did you do this week? So I went uh, five and one. It was a great, great week one. Very I nice. only lost to Joey in the Unreal Tournament League. Beautiful. I went. Uh... Total, I went nine and three. I was going to say, I've been telling people you're in twelve <laughs> leagues, and that felt like an exaggeration, but
0: that's true. It's true. So went nine and three. I made uh, I made about me and Johnny made about thirty seven fifty on DraftKings. There you go. Um, obviously didn't invest much, uh, invest that much, but you know we we uh, we forexed our money, our investment. So uh, listen to DF Triple S. But yeah, great start. Nine and three.
1: Uh, made some cash. Uh, I'm in the zone this year, Josh. You're locked in like I've never seen it before. I am it's, locked in, baby. It's arousing. It's frightening. I'm really scared of what's going to happen this season, if we're going to survive, or if Markham's expanding aura and consciousness is just going to consume us. It's the year of Addie. <laughs> it's that year to leap. <laughs> so we, I put it out there and asked, you know, how did some of our babies do in fantasy? Um Andy Erickson, co host of Bless the Knee, says, I don't want to talk about it, Josh. I did beat Andy in the Listener League. Sorry, Andy. DJ Caltown, one of our favorite babies. 3-6, and six, LOL. Hang in there, guys. It's only going to get better. Just stay listening to the big three. Oh, Boo-Bam chiming in. 3-2, and two, two losses, had the second-highest points in the league. That's Let's how it go. goes. That's how it goes sometimes, man. Sometimes you're the second-highest scoring team, and you just so happen to play the first. Week one's wonky. I could easily be 3-9 and nine next week. So we'll see. Hope for the best. Stick with us. We'll uh, hopefully help you uncover some gems. That's right. So, Connor, welcome in to your first uh, recap pod of the season. How you
2: feeling? Any butterflies? Any uh, any nervous energy here? No, not so much. Great to be here. What's up, YouTubers? Um, hey, what's up, dude? I am hip, uh, in case hey, you were wondering. Hey, kids. What's up, fellow kids? I'm a
1: certified kid.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I feel great. Like I said, getting week one, I think Adam hit the nail on the head. It's it's one of those weeks not only where you can look at the games, but just the fantasy performance that goes with it. It's just it, every NFL fan knows this. It's just a, it's not a real representation of what the rest of the season will be like. So take some of it with a grain of salt. I That's think right. there were some solid takeaways, but um, don't tilt. Yeah. Exactly. Don't go
1: too crazy. Now, don't just sit on your hands and be like, oh, I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to react at all to week one. You still got to react, Addy. Got to react. But There's it's got to be nugs. a measured a measured reaction. That's what we're going to help you, think you sort about it, out.
0: If you didn't react uh, a couple years ago, you missed out on Tyler Boyd, uh, Philip Lindsay, Alvin did, Kamara. Right. Um, Raheem
1: Mostert last year. That's right. Stuff at the beginning does matter. It does. But you shouldn't get too crazy with everything that happens. That's what we're going to help you figure out. What in the IDP world should you be paying attention to? That's what we're going to hit on, guys. And we got... A lot of games to talk about. Should you trade Marcus May for Aaron Donald? Maybe. Hmm. We will talk about that. (laughs) Marcus May, perhaps the star of week one, uh, along with a certain Miami linebacker that I wasn't sure was a must start. So, uh, Connie, how did you do in your leagues this year? I don't want to, uh, you know...
0: Connie's
2: first year in skip, IDP? Yes, yeah, get past that. How'd you do in the Listener League? Did it's okay. You win? If, if we want to skip past that, we can totally skip past that. But uh, I lost uh, my IDP uh, debut, so that wasn't great. Uh, didn't have a very strong performance. But we're looking for, you know, as in the words of Belichick, we're on to Week 2. Sure. On to Week 2. Uh, fantasy-wise, yeah, it was a beating. I was one of those... Um, of opposite situations that mark was talking about i think i finished up all told like one and four so all right all with right the colts losing on top of that you know to be so upbeat i feel like i only come on here when i'm just about ready to jump off a cliff that's so. true we do have you on in <laughs> yeah, like yeah. very sad moments yeah, how you boys feeling um it was a just a
1: really poor effort in week one from the colts um yeah. i'm not gonna abandon ship yet uh and I'm not going to take the victory lap yet on Phillip Rivers, but that arm looked hella shot. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that. Pat Now, past 20 yards, I should say. Inside 20 yards, like close to the line of scrimmage, he looked great. He's got great command of the offense, but poor mechanics with dwindling arm strength and kind of that gunslinger mentality led to some really bad passes.
0: Yeah, I mean, he put you on some bad spots there. Two Same.
1: interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a great... Not a great debut in terms of what I was fearing from Phillip Rivers, which was, oh, I can squeeze that ball in there. Except I have a thirty-nine year old arm instead of a, you know, twenty-five year old arm now. So It
2: was exactly Phillip Rivers. It was I mean, Philip Rivers. It, it's the yes. old, they are who we thought they were. Like yeah. that's that's what you got. And I think that's what you have to be willing to go with. And there were some good in there. I saw a lot of people looking at the some of the film today with him and some of the throws he made that Jacoby just didn't really take last year because he was so nervous about making turnovers, but um, I covered their game and recapped their game with Jacksonville, so we'll hit on a lot of them. I I thought there were, again, there were some nuggets in each game I think we can all take away from, and Try to catch, you know, some of the obvious stuff of who's actually, you know, playing up to snuff, who's not. And, and the defense, I mean, especially from an IDP perspective, not
1: a great day on the defensive side either. No, no. Chenault was running just over some of those Colts players. I saw the tweet that you, I think it was you retweeted, Laviska actually didn't go to the ground. Yeah. Um, on any of his three plays, catches. Any of his
0: catches, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a, he's a hoss.
1: Ran somebody over, that, went out of bounds. That one play
0: where he was, like, gang-tackled by six or seven guys, it seemed like. Uh, Darius Leonard was that mix. Yep. But, yeah, couldn't Could, get him to the ground. Couldn't
1: bring him down. So, I am a little worried that the team that is supposedly tanking for the number one overall pick just beat us in week one. I don't think that bodes well for, you know, our ability to win the games that we should win this season. But I, I'm not sounding the alarm bells yet. I think... Nah. You know, I've said all along, 9-7, and 10-6 feels about right for this team. But the margin for error, it's a lot thinner now than it was. Yeah, you so, got to be
0: patient. They may have not been taking them serious either.
2: Uh, you know, have a bad habit of that. Frank Wright teams do, unfortunately. They love to play to the level of their competition. We'll yeah. get up and we'll play the Chiefs super well, and then we'll go into Jacksonville and get stomped out by a team. Like Josh said, they're intentionally trying to tank. And I get it. They're professionals, too. Guys are definitely playing for jobs. The players the memo, are playing to win. Make yeah. no mistake. You, you can't That's make a, a division a game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's a divisional game. These guys know Minshew what's she Minshew wants at. to win. He wants to win. His knows, career's on the line. He knows this is essentially a tryout for, okay, if we do get this number one spot and they take Trevor Lawrence or whoever, you know, that I, I'm likely going to be fighting for a backup job somewhere. So, everybody's putting out tape. Everybody's interviewing. Mm-hmm. Um, some nugs here and there, but a, a game to pretty much forget for the most part, but... I'm excited to recap that one.
1: Yeah, so uh, before we get into the actual recap, and uh, now that we've talked fantasy, we're going to hit our Code Red and Game Fuel picks just to see how those went. We're going to talk all the games. We're going to get you guys caught up. Like I said, we got a lot of fun stuff to get into. But, gentlemen, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about seasons. We're getting ready to head into what is inarguably the best season, fall. It's coming. I checked this. I asked Alexa, Alexa, when is fall? And she's like, Josh, fall starts September 22nd. So there you go. Now you know fall is um, seven days away. It's a week from today. So you can tell the weather here in Bowling Green, it's starting to get cooler. We've got the windows open in the soda shack. Allergies are effing with us. Yeah, we're all really like uh, very stopped up with our sinuses, which is great. But aside from that, fall's great. You have cooler weather, football, Halloween. My birthday and anniversary happens to fall in October. So... I love fall. It's a great season. But you may be asking, Josh, why are we talking about seasons? Well, life also has seasons. We're all in the season of parenthood right now. We all have children. Connor, you have twin boys.
2: Yep. So you're doubly in the season of parenthood. Correct. I will, there will be times here I will sleep with my eyes open just for like 30 second intervals. So um, it's not that I'm not engaged, guys. I'm just, I'm constantly in a state of tired. My two boys. JJ and Bo, they're identical. They'll be two years old here at the end of September. So, um, a yes. lot going on, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot. Yeah, Connor tons. has to
1: get the sleep in, or he can get it. Yeah, uh, Addy, you
0: have uh, Salas is like three. Got a three and a half year old. You that's know, that's right. A, that's a that's a full time job. Got an actual full time job. Then we're doing this. So yeah, that's right. We, we got
1: a lot going on all the time. That's right. So there are seasons in life. Interests and hobbies and passions come and go and change. As our lives change. And I say all that because, guys, we have to share the news that our beloved IDP Bob, Bobby Reynolds, uh, his season in life has changed. And so in this new season, Bobby is stepping away from the podcast. And so we wanted to tell you guys here on the show, uh, Bobby is still here in Bowling Green. He hasn't moved off, but... Just based on his obligations with his family and his work and his church, he's not able to put the time into the podcast that he wants right now. So he is taking a step back. Connor will be his replacement moving forward now on the recap and the preview show. So you'll be hearing a lot more of Connie moving forward. And, of course, we love Bobby. We hope to have Bobby into the shack whenever he's available in kind of a recurring guest role. So Bobby's not going anywhere in our lives. Lives, but for the sake of the show, he is going to be stepping back for a little bit, Addy.
0: Yep, always going to be a founder. Um, I, I imagine he's always going to be involved with the the podcast in some form. Uh, like you said, I think I think we can probably convince him to come do a guest spot or two. I was going to
1: say, I don't think it'll take much to twist his arm. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, we we love you, Bob. We we respect any you know any decision he he makes. And, That's right. Uh, it's yeah. not easy. Yeah, it's tough. We man. all love
1: this podcast. Listen,
0: it's this is a this is a hard hard thing to do week after week. I mean, for real. There's sometimes where it does feel like a chore, but uh you know, um we get it. We don't have I don't have two kids, you know. He, his kids are a little bit older. I mean, it, it, Bobby's also, you know, he's he's practically a business owner practically so. a business owner <laughs> so bobby easy. has
1: a lot going on like there is right. no doubt about it yeah so uh
0: me and josh we're we got a little you know we're a little more
1: loosey-goosey yeah our my careers. my child is not even crawling yet so we just got one of them yeah just know. just got one he's uh just turned seven months so he's a little easier to manage but yeah i work from home i have a lot more flexibility so there's been no drama we're all like yeah
0: exactly super close this is like, not like uh we love each other we not he like is best. plotting
2: to blow up the shack, That's right. so if we go down in a fiery death. I need you all to look into Bobby because yeah. he did
1: this. Track his phone, see where he was. No, but really it's a good point. It's, uh, we love Bobby. This is, this is not goodbye. It's just, we'll see you down the road, Bobbo. Thank you for everything that you have brought to the Big Three IDP podcast. I feel very confident in saying that this podcast would not exist knowing its history if it wasn't for Bobby. Nope. So this was a solo pod for the XFFL that's that's if you trace it all the way back, that's where it comes from. And yep. Bobby was the one who stepped in as my co-host, and then we added Adam, and then we started the Big Three IDP podcast. So, just wanted to give you guys a heads up that that's where Bobby is. That's what's going on. But gentlemen, let's jump into the football action. And the first thing we want to do here is review our Code Red and Game Fuel picks of the week. So, Addy, let's talk Game Fuel, baby. Game Fuel, inject this playmaker into your lineup. So you picked. AJ Johnson and AJ Johnson scored 15 points Mm. and we'll talk about it we're not going to go deep into detail here because we're going to talk about these guys looked outstanding looked like every bit the playmaker we expected from the man chopping down trees in his backyard yep we warned you told I'm not I'm not gonna act surprised we're not dopes. We're not dopes, as you like to point out. So my pick was Nick Kwiatkowski. This was looking really good. He had seven and a half mm. points on just thirty-two percent of snaps. Unfortunately, had a pec injury. It's not season-ending from what I've seen so far, but um, I think if he had stayed in the game, he probably would be in that fifteen to twenty-point range. So can't predict injuries, 100%. but it was a nice pick. And now, Addie, let's talk about... Code Red. Code Red. Stay away from this player. Our Code Red picks were Yannick Ngakwe. That's who you chose. Put up a big, fat goose egg. Yeah. Zero points for Yannick Ngakwe. The beer goggles were on. Uh, no points. My pick was Jadevian Clowney. He had eight points. He looked pretty good, too. He did. He did look good. He got after Drew Locke a few times. So, But that's a good call. I mean, that's, you know. New situation. I just wanted to pump the brakes. I'm not going in expecting a whole lot from
2: Clowney. Did you watch any of that game, that late, late game? That's I past was, your bedtime. No, I, I was fading fast. I mean, like I mentioned with the kids, I turned into a pumpkin around 10. But I, I stayed up pretty late last night. I was up till probably almost 11. So, I caught the majority of that. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think, Jadavion, I mean, you have to be motivated at this point to just the fall from grace that he's Mm -hmm. had, the embarrassment with the contract holdout. You know, I think he basically had to fire his agent, get another new agent, and he had a contract the next day. So, um, you know, go to a a former divisional team there and have a chance to stand out. So, you know, we'll see. It kind of makes me a little nervous. He's going
1: to be a difference maker for the Titans. Yeah, I think he might be. They see him as that missing piece, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Can he be that guy? I think so. I think so. Because they're not looking at him as like, you're one of the best defensive players on our team. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. They,
2: they didn't need many more weapons. No, they really did physical that team. That defense so is really nice. a lot of help.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a nice line. Harold Landry and uh, Jeremy Simmons. Or um, what's his Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, that's that's nice. Um, Jarrell
1: Simmons just combined the two defensive tackles. That'd be a hell of a player right there. Making a clowny kick. That's the biggest thing they needed. Gosh. Yeah, they've got to get old... Uh, Gostowski. Gostowski out of there. You just felt
2: so bad. I mean, it was like watching Vinatieri. He fell from, a red and I may be off a number or two, from the fifth all-time spot in one game to, like, the ninth all-time spot. Wow. He had that bad of a night. It was awful. Yeah, it was really bad.
1: They're lucky they won that game, and they're going to stick with him, which I know he won you the game, but come on, Vrabel. Get you a new kicker in there. That just shows you how bad the kicking situation is in the NFL if they're, like, Yeah, this dude missed like three or four kicks, but we got to stick with him because there ain't nobody else out there. That's bad. But, boys, let's talk. uh, Let's get into the recaps here. Really excited to talk about these games. And we're going to start with the primetime games. These are a little more fresh on our minds because they just happened. And we're going to start with the Los Angeles Rams and Dallas Cowboys. This was in the brand new, beautiful SoFi Stadium. Connor, I know you watched this Monday night game, or I'm sorry, the Sunday night game. That stadium, you know, California, I can take it or leave it, but whew, they
2: built them a nice stadium there for the Rams and Chargers. It's like they were playing in, like, an Apple's headquarters. Like it Seriously. Was, it, it was like I, I was seeing that one of the biggest things that Jerry Jones said he loved about it was it looked like you were outside while you were inside. That's right. And that was a really just dumbed-down way to explain it, I'm sure, to a lot of fans that weren't paying a lot, just catching the cliff notes on it, and that's kind of what I saw. Obviously, watch the game, but... It's, what was it? The final bill came to like $4 billion. Five, $5 billion. The most expensive one before that, I believe, didn't even crack. $2 billion. Yeah. I mean, that's like putting together, you know, Jerry World, the new Minnesota Stadium, Lucas Oil, a few others. Pretty the much. New, the new Raiders Stadium. I mean, you could probably legitimately add all of those together and... It's you got sofi, really yeah. Sure.
1: Palm trees. You have the open ends, so they said the ocean breeze can kind of come in. They have the transparent roof, so you can see up to the sky. It's a it's a nice place, but. Let's talk about the game, Addy. We had some... Um, Let's talk more about that structure, baby. Yeah, that's they're, they're doing a big documentary on, uh, I think it's the History Channel or the Sci-Fi Channel about it. Talk um,
2: architecture with me, baby.
1: Yeah, stadium pod now, baby. All right. Let's get over to Las
0: Vegas now, boys. Let's talk about the new stadium over there.
1: I'm excited to see that one on Monday. I haven't seen the inside of it yet. It's going to be fun. They call it the Death Star on the ESPN promos, which is a little dorky. But ESPN owns Disney, so I guess it owns... or. I guess it all works out. All yeah. owned by the same company. It's pretty smart. So, um, headline. We're, for these games, I'm going to try to give you all a headline that summarizes everything we're about to talk about. The headline for me, Alden Smith is relevant and Taylor Rapp has been Thanos-snapped. Unfortunately, let's talk about um, linebackers. I've kind of broken this down by position here. I'm just going to hit it, and then we're going to do a little discussion. Uh, Micah Kaiser, Leonard Floyd were the two big linebackers uh, for L.A., Decent games, 100% of snaps uh, for Kaiser, Floyd, 94%. Still a stay away group for me, Addy. I don't want anything to do with these L.A. linebackers. The big news out of Dallas lost Leighton Vanderesh to a broken collarbone. And, uh, Addy, do we have an update? Can you uh, see if there's any kind of timetable on his return? The last thing I saw was six to eight weeks. That's still what it is. Okay. They're still planning on bringing him back. Eh. Uh, Good luck. Good luck, yeah. Uh, Jalen Smith played 100% of uh, snaps, 13 points. Now, Alden Smith, who is either a linebacker or a D lineman, depending on your platform, he was the highest scoring player, 19.75 points on 74% of snaps. Now, we joked about it on the last pod, uh, but he showed up big time. And if he's a DL in your platform of choice, Go grab him. But I think even if he's a linebacker, he's worth a pickup. What was it, 2012
0: when he had 19 and a half sacks? That's right. That's 2012 insane. 2012
1: or 2013. It's been damn That's near it. a decade. That is insane. Yeah. So Alden Smith is back in our lives. Um, we know about Aaron Donald. If you watched it, you know that Aaron oh Donald absolutely wrecked this Cowboys offense. Choke only, slammed Zeke. Yeah. He only recorded 14 points. But I said he deserved about 140 points.
0: Ten pressures led Ten pressures. led all players yep. with pressures in week one.
2: He's a professional bully. That's the way mm-hmm. I read him described. I was like, man, that just fits to a T because he just—it's like a Quentin Nelson on defense. But he just—he just demoralizes people. He just crushes
1: them. He takes their soul. Michael Brockers, thirteen points on seventy-four percent of snaps. Um, no, no thanks. Four pressures. Yeah, you know, so decent. That's okay. Leonard Floyd had three. Yeah, um, Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin didn't make a big impact as far as points go. They had just three and six points respectively on 63% and 58% of snaps. I'm not too worried about it. I think the L.A. offensive line actually was pretty stout after being a dumpster fire in 2020. The real story here, though, is Jordan Fuller, who played 99% of the snaps. And we do have to ask, Addy, has he vaporized Taylor Rapp, who only got 21%
0: of snaps? Now, all the stuff I was seeing on Twitter was saying that, you know, rap hasn't been healthy. It's a new scheme. You know, no more Wade Phillips. So he's having to learn a lot. So he's just behind.
1: That's all I've been seeing is he's just behind. And you have the old adage, you never should lose your job to an injury. Right. But it happens. It happens a lot. That's uh, a that's hey. situation I'm worried about. How do you take Fuller off the field after that performance?
2: Yeah. Kids call that getting Wally pipped. That's Ooh. true. There For you go. You hey, hey. hey. Is it a wrap? Yeah. That's yeah, a wrap for rap.
1: Taylor Rapp. Hey, hey. I like what you did there, Eddie. I do think is you're just going to sit back there the rest of the pod. Uh, I do think that this is one of those situations where you have to worry about rap relinquishing that role and never getting it back. John Johnson was quiet, just five and a half or five and a quarter points, but played 100% of snaps. He'll be fine. Uh, Xavier Woods played 100% of snaps for the Cowboys, 11 quarter points. Darian Thompson outscored Woods on just 79% of snaps. This isn't a pond I'm looking to fish in, though. The Dallas Cowboys safeties, no thanks. No. So let's keep it rolling here, boys, and talk about the opening Monday night game. This was between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants. The headline, Blake Martinez could be your IDP MVP for this 2020 season. I'm with it. He is it as far as the New York Giants defense is concerned. Uh, But let's talk about Pittsburgh first. Holy crap. We said this might be the best defense in the league. I think it definitely is after watching week one. They sent Saquon Barkley to the sunken place, um, (laughs) from which there was no return. At one point, he was in negative rushing yard territory.
0: Yeah, he was getting frustrated. You don't see that out of him a lot.
1: Yeah, it was... uh, I think he had... 16 rushes for – or 19 rushes for six yards or something
2: like that? Yeah. Their I mean, line is so bad, is it not? I mean, not they're good. bad at pass blocking. They're bad at run blocking. It's like, I mean, Daniel Jones can't get time. You're getting Saquon beat up. It's just – I'd be flustered too. I mean, what, what do you have to do there? Yeah. yeah. Teams are going to
1: sell out to uh, stop him for sure. Absolutely. Linebackers, Vince Williams – um, on fifty nine percent of snaps went absolutely bonkers, nineteen point seven five points. He has those weeks. He's, he does he's a big play type type fella. Yeah, he's uh he was linebacker four on the week. Wow. Um Bud Dupree was a solid option, twelve and a quarter points on eighty five percent of snaps. Devin Bush played a hundred percent of sca- snaps, only scored nine points. TJ Watt, ten and a half points on eighty four percent of snaps. I'm still one hundred percent confident in Devin Bush. TJ Watt again, don't overreact to uh you know a lower than expectations week one that's still a nice output from oh, yeah. your linebackers so uh but Blake Martinez was the headline for me 18 points 100 percent of snaps he's as much for a, a of a lock for the top 12 as anyone at the position and then everyone else for the linebacking core for the Giants was absolute garbage so no reason to really talk about them outside of Blake martinez Couple other guys here along the defensive line. Dexter Lawrence, nice game, 15 points, 47% of snaps. Hayward was a little quiet, 9 points, 74%. I still want Hayward over Dexter Lawrence. Hayward just got that big contract, so we know he's going to be fine there for Pittsburgh. Leonard Williams racked up 21 points on 69%. Nice. Of snaps. But no, Addy, I'm not trusting Leonard Williams. We've been down this road before with Leonard Williams, and I'm not getting sucked back in. I've had my heart broken one too many times by Leonard Williams. Is he kin to Leonard Washington? No, I wish. He probably would be more consistent if he was. Uh, Tyson Alua Alou, Alou Stefan we were fine at defensive end with 13 and 11 points. Meh. Tuitt uh, had 80% of snaps, so he's a fine flex start. We talked about this in the AFC North preview. I'm not looking at Alua. Lou The safeties, Terrell Edmonds. He won the kind of battle between which safety do you want for week one had 12 points on 100% of snaps while Minka had a down game with just three points on 100% of snaps. But this first week, it's important to mention, we want to know how guys are being used. So two players getting 100% of snaps, that's what we want to know. That's the important takeaway. And we knew this. We knew Edmonds had the safe floor. Minka is big play dependent. We saw that play out here. We should not be surprised. Uh, Question, Addy. Jabril Peppers, 98% of snaps. Scored eight point nine points. What's going on there? Is uh Jabril just not as good as what we thought? Not great. And I think some of those points
0: came off his uh return yardage. I think they used him in the return game. Did, a are they bit. still using him in that role? They did. They well, they are now. I don't think they used him as much last year. But uh yeah, not the not the not the debut you were hoping for, especially with no Xavier McKinney. But you know, Jabril Peppers did not have any type of talent like Blake Martinez in front of him last year. So um, not someone that I've ever been that high on. I don't think he's that good. Um, but you know,
1: we'll see. I think he's worth a hold. I'm not dropping him, yeah, but yeah.
0: I'm adjusting I, expectations. I think you expect a bad, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like a top 10 safety, but I think he should be like, you know, top 20.
1: Yeah, I agree. So let's, we got a question here. Jumping back to the previous game from Boobam, I'm going to throw it up on the screen for y'all. Is rap worth a hold or do you think Fuller keeps the job, Addy? Yeah, you got to
0: hold rap. I mean, I think, you know, all three of those guys could be used. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Rap, I thought Rap was pretty good last year. I, I agree. He was I'm good not dropping wor-
1: him yet, but I am seriously worried. I'll yeah. say that. Yep. So I think hold on to him. All right, uh, let's move to the late game, Connor, so you can give us your takeaways before you drift off to La La Land. I am, I'm proud of you, though, for making it through to 11 o'clock. Usually if I text you
2: after 9 p.m., I'll hear back from you in the morning. It's curtains, but it is the best built-in excuse. You can just always be like, "Yeah, I got twins. I was asleep." Or it's true. Something else. True. You have an excuse. Sometimes for everything it is true, now. though. Yeah, but yeah. A lot of the times, I have been over here, just eyes just glazed over. Just slowly. I think every time you've
0: been over here, you've by the time you're out of here, you're like a zombie. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's just li- that's been life the last like uh, two years. Like right out about it, so. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think it's going to change either. No, that's what I hear, so they're going to stick with us, I think, past these uh, last two years, so not
0: cool. Hey, let me uh, touch on the scoring that we're kind of using. Yes, please, Addy. Okay, so kind of big play. Um, Sacks are worth five. Hits on the quarterback are worth one. Tackles for loss, three. Interceptions are six. Fumble recovery is three. uh, Force fumble is four. We do get return yardage. Uh, safeties are four. Assisted tackles are 0.75. Solo tackles are 1.5. Passes defended are two. There you go. Yeah, I would
1: I would classify our scoring as big play. Yeah, I mean it's
0: it's not it's not you know there are some like big big play leagues out there where you which get, are absurd. Like, yeah, twelve points for yeah sack. So that's a
1: little insane. Little too much. Big big things too. That's yes, that's big big play. That's huge play leagues. So let's talk Denver versus Tennessee. Headline, whole-ass trees and offenses don't stand a chance against A.J. Johnson, Addy. Love you, A.J. He was felling some trees on this Titans offensive line. 15 points, 100% of snaps. We told you going into this game that he was locked in, and this game absolutely confirmed that. He didn't just look like he was filling the role, Addy. He looked special out there. You saw that uh, celebration too,
0: right? Remember? I'd forgotten about it. I forgot they did that Raptor. Oh, uh, I did not did see that, this. that uh, the little claw. That's a, that's a raptor. That's a, that's a dinosaur.
2: Oh, we see that one more time. It's like, uh,
0: I don't know what he's, he's at, but he's, a, like, he's out there doing, you notice him doing that stuff out there a lot.
2: That's also like that's T-Rex
0: arms now.
1: too. That's that's AJ Johnson. That's his move. Uh, I, I, should we go Alexander Johnson? Uh, do we have clarification? What does he call himself? What is his Twitter handle? I don't know. I, we I call him both. Yeah. I go AJ typically just a little easier, but yeah, he was great. You know this going in. He was Addy's game field pick of the week. Uh, Jeremiah Atachu, twelve and a quarter points on seventy-four percent of snaps, but he was third behind Josie Jewell, who played ninety-eight percent of snaps. So Jewell is the guy alongside AJ Johnson. Only scored nine and uh, points. I'm taking AJ and staying away, away from the rest of this linebacking core. I knew you would love that. Um, Harold Landry had nine points. Jayon had eight and a quarter points. Jayon played 100%, while Landry logged 97% of the snaps. Connor, did you see Rashawn Evans throwing hands at
2: Jake Butt and getting ejected early from the game? I did. I just never got that. And we, I mean, even at like a smaller level, the guys do that at every level, and especially week one. It's like... It's instinct to throw a punch. I get it, but I've never understood punching a helmet. Yeah. That's a great way thing. to break your hand. Yeah. You you work all you work so hard all off season. You're already just getting just beat to death to play the game in general, but you're definitely going to get ejected. You may not be able to play the next game. And like Josh, you just mentioned you may be playing with a club on your hand, That's if right. not worse, the rest of the year. So it's just dumb. But again, it's a trickle down effect, in my opinion, especially, even with some of these shortcomings we've seen with some of these guys on different teams of no preseason, right? We've always kind of teased this idea of what if we just did away with the preseason? And I think some, you know, tempers flaring and people being turned around and mixed around and, you know, seeing those that are veteran teams that could stick with it and have solid performances. I think that trend, you know, all of those trends kind of followed uh, followed true with, You know, no preseason games.
1: Yeah, you haven't gotten a chance to really get the energy out against anyone besides your own team in limited scrimmages. So get on the field and start mixing it up with folks. Uh, Tempers are bound to flare, but I know that helped me out in the uh, XFFL, Addy. Sam actually had Rashawn Evans. And got ejected, you know, probably in the first quarter. That, that lost in the game. That lost in the game, yeah. yeah. So, if he had Rashawn Evans, there's no doubt he, he brings out that win. But I will take less than a <laughs> point win. Thank you very much in week one. That's right. So, uh, let's talk about... Oh, last note on the Titans linebackers. My prediction, somehow, inexplicably, these three linebackers are going to finish one right after the other in the final rankings. That's just how it feels. I don't... I can never really differentiate these guys, and I think come the end of the year you're going to see it play out in the rankings that they're just right there. They're all about the same. They're all probably like fringe LB2, LB3 guys. So defensive tackles, Jarrell Casey and Shelby Harris uh, were nice at defensive tackle for the Broncos with 11 and 10 points. On the other side, Jeffrey Simmons also scored 10 points on 76% of snaps. We've talked about him a lot this offseason. He's going to be really good at defensive tackle for the Titans. No Denver defensive ends of note. We mentioned it. Clowney had eight points. He did play 80% of snaps. He, in my mind, Addy, tell me if you agree, remains a flex-worthy option. Yep. Not a guy I'm looking at, though, in my one or two defensive end or defensive line spots week in and week out. Agree. Right. He should be your probably third option. Justin Simmons, little quiet, seven and a half points, but played a hundred percent of snaps. Kevin Byard came through with seventeen and point seven five points on one hundred percent of snaps. We know he's good, but what do you do with Kenny Vaccaro, thirteen and a quarter points on one hundred percent of snaps? He was one of three guys to do this for Tennessee: Byard, Kenny Vaccaro, and Jayon Brown. What do you what yeah. do with Kenny? He's going to be out there. I
0: mean, he's going to have those weeks, you know, where he, he puts up solid tackle numbers. He'll probably be the more consistent of the two. Um, but he's not someone you're going to... He didn't have the high upside. I, I agree. You know? I want Bayard just because
1: of the higher upside, right. but if you need a nice bye week fill-in... He, he's solid and he's safe. That's right. He has a really nice floor. I don't think he's going to crap your team that yep. often. So, Connie, let's get into it. We talked about it a little bit, but uh, mm, let's just uh, go ahead and get it out of the way here with a couple fart noise. I know you can't hear it because you don't have the headphones in right now, but... I'm hitting us with the fart noises for the Colts Jaguars game. So let's talk about the recap. Hit us with your thoughts as a Colts
2: fan on what happened there on Sunday. It it was ugly. It's like just the Stephen A just, just pain meme, just thinking about that game. Yeah, because you you'd heard just so much about, oh, this this NDO line is this and this D line is this. And You've got a guy that can do what Jacoby couldn't do. And, you know, last year was a throwaway year. So there's there's just so much unknown. And then you talk about the wrinkles, no preseason, everything else. There's, there's so much to get to. But the word of the day with the Colts against Jacksonville is underwhelming. Um, so our guys that played 100% of the game, those guys, we're talking about Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker, Kari Willis, they all struggled. And especially when you're talking about at least Darius um, – it can happen if you're indie and you want to have a chance. So that was my big takeaway, you know, just talking about IDP with those three guys on indie. Um you got to have more from those guys if you want to have a chance to contend and what's scary is you had an off game and you, like we talked about earlier, you had it against a team that was actively tanking, right? That's that's the narrative at least. So what happens when you start again, it's not week 1. And I'm all about some week 1 overreaction. I mean, let's let's just let's really get into that, but um, that's worrisome. They did have some some bright spots there, I thought, on defense. Uh, Danico Autry, he had 13 points on 76% playing time. Uh, and DeForest Buckner. They're, I was going to ask, what did you think of Buckner in his debut? I, I thought it was meh. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But I think, like a lot of guys, we're going to have to – Guys are going to kind of get their speed. Uh, I think we're really seeing that we can't do away with preseason. It's just you can only do so much barely hitting each this, your same team. So guys like that, I think especially defensive players, guys that especially in new roles, right? That was kind of the trend I was new talking New roles, about. new teams. New roles, new teams, even if it's a and, similar scheme, right? And not
1: just no preseason, limited hitting and practice time because of coronavirus protocols. Yes. So he really... You know, how, how much ramp-up has he had going into this
2: season? And what you'll see, too, and, and a lot of guys have already connected these dots, but it will take time, just like offensive players take time to connect with their rhythm. Is Everyone knows that uh, Buckner and Leonard should definitely, be, their relationship should benefit big time of him clearing some space. And Darius, if and when he does actually blitz or try to get in there and put pressure on the quarterback, which we I felt like we didn't do a whole lot of, once they get their timing together, just like offensive players, that will be a problem. But again, a, a decent job. Um, he had some. He had some bright spots, so I won't beat up on Buckner too bad. But I think at least a handful of preseason games, one or two, would have helped a lot. Because, like you mentioned, even in practice, very limited, limited physical space. So yep. I think new guys on new defensive teams, it. it it kind of showed their inability to shine like they probably normally would under normal circumstance.
1: Yeah, just um, it was just a flat performance all the way around. The offense, you know, we did some things well. That's not to say that we looked like total crap, but it could have been a lot sharper. It could have been a lot better. Uh, we kind of got pushed around a little bit. Um, so what about those? Uh, what about those Jacksonville Jaguars? Um it seems like one of the guys that we mentioned actually on the preview episode, Connie, uh, had a big time week one
2: performance. Tell me about CJ Henderson. So good call on that. Um, so I I put here my note for the Jags. I kind of borrowed a page from, from Josh's notebook here. Uh, I think the Jags may have their future cornerback with CJ Henderson. I agree. He looked awesome out there. So Ramsey's gone and pretty much everything's gone. So that is just another kind of kick in the groin when you, Take a look at who you actually lost to, who the roster is here, and these guys are pros, so not to take anything away from them, but they have got their cornerback of the future. I think that's their future, Jalen Ramsey. Hopefully, with less baggage, because uh, he played really well. He had a huge day with nineteen and a half points on eighty four percent playing time. He broke up the final yeah. pass intended for T. Y. Hilton. That was the fourth down throw into the game. Yeah, big plays there at the end. He's you know chasing around who you know has been your your ace there for Indy for a while. I could I could go on and. Uh, get on my high horse about that, about you know having some shortcomings down the stretch from the offense, especially big guys like Ty. But you got to give a tip of the cap to the guys on the other side of the ball. And C.J. Henderson, that was my first takeaway, and you can tell immediately he was uh, he was somebody that stood out. So again, he had a big day, nineteen and a half points on eighty four percent playing time. Um, Miles Jack, another monster game, as you all would expect, nineteen and a quarter points on one hundred percent snaps, um, and another so- another solid secondary performance from safety Josh Jones who had 13 and a half points on 97% snaps and just really the moral of that game is the Jags just bullied the Colts and they controlled the tempo most of the day and they just controlled both sides of the ball so um, you know I think Gardner Minshew was like 20 of 21 or like 19 of 20 I mean he maybe had one incomplete pass so it's not like they were absolutely just dicing the Colts up and Philly Riv had three or four hundred yards in his Indy debut, so it's it's frustrating to see, but that just goes to show you, you know, you put a little pressure on them, but just all in all, they they converted when it was time, and they probably didn't make those big boneheaded errors. So, That's true. They didn't bright, kill themselves like we did. Yeah, bright spots on both sides, though. What do you think about Visca?
0: All, also, uh, shout out to Nat. Love you, love you, Home. Is she watching? <laughs> she said uh, she asked me if I was enjoying my salsa.
1: Oh, that's that's what you were laughing about. I was wondering. <laughs> so yeah, this could looked great. He looked like a wrecking ball out there. The few times he got the ball in his hand, are we worried about Josh Allen at all? I know I said temper expectations. This is a good offensive line. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. I think he's going to bounce back. And uh, Joe Schobert, you know, same thing. Miles Jack, that was great. He was everywhere. Yeah. I I noticed watching that game, I was like, man, Miles Jack is all over the field right now. Yeah. So not a surprise that he would be the leading point scorer there for the linebackers. But let's move on. We could sit here and commiserate over the Colts' loss all day long, but let's talk about Seattle versus Atlanta. Connie, what were your takeaways from this
2: game? Seattle's good um, they have the best safety and linebacker duo in the league in my opinion uh, that's right you're obviously talking about uh, Bobby Wagner uh, and Adams there um, so you got two guys that I feel like are and of course those are guys that are picked up in every league but talking about their stats Bobby Wagner had 13.75 points on 100% of snaps Adams had 23 points on 100% of snaps great game yeah big game from him and of course, Atlanta slinging that ball around with Matt Ryan and their hideous, hideous new uniform. They're
1: so bad. I'm very excited here, though, as a former Quandre Diggs uh, manager, to see him with 15 and a quarter points on 97 percent of snaps, because that was one question we had. Addy was Marquise Blair, Quandre Diggs. Who's it going to be with Jamal coming in? And it looks like it was Quandre. Yeah, you love to see that. I mean, potentially, you know, two startable safeties there.
0: I mean, obviously, Jamal's a startable safety. You're never going to not start him. But, yeah, Quandre was a guy that I've always
1: loved. He's a type of, you know, a Swiss Army type guy. Can Absolutely. play in a lot of different spots. Um, Maybe Detroit shouldn't have traded him. Yeah, they do that, have three nice safeties. I won't take that away from them. But, yeah, um, really good player. Just seemed like, yeah, <laughs> we're kind of tired of you, Quandre. Seems Just, like a good locker room guy, too. I mean, that, yeah. it, it, he always has the respects of his, of
0: his teammates, so.
1: Yeah. So what about Atlanta, Connor? They got their butts whooped up and down the field by the Seahawks, but uh which defensive players stood out there?
2: Had a few guys we I made some notes on here. Um, so besides just getting beat up in the uniform department, uh Atlanta linebacker Deion Jones, he had a pretty nice game, fourteen and a quarter points on ninety five percent snap count. Uh Tack McKinley, a name I'm sure we all recognize has underperformed and Seasons past, he ended up having a solid afternoon with twelve and a quarter points on sixty-nine percent of snaps. Very nice. Also nice,
1: Addy. Six pressures. Was that second most? It was up there. It was up there. I mean, Aaron Donald had ten. Aaron Donald, yeah, it was. It was probably in it the was top top ten, top ten in terms of pressures. So, still not buying in. Tack. Tack is highly motivated this year, though. I will say the team
2: declined to pick up his fifth year option. So, boys, playing for a new job. Yeah, that's what we said earlier about referencing the Jacksonville game. Everybody's putting out tape, and this is an interview for everybody. So, hey, decent game from him. Um, You know, all things considered, taking the loss. But uh, Grady Jarrett, the defensive tackle, I mentioned him as well. He had 12 points on 80% snaps. And uh, defensive end or edge, uh, Dante Fowler, he had nine and a quarter points on 79% snaps.
1: Yeah, so Dante Fowler, that was one guy we were wondering about. How is he going to fit in there? Key addition. I like what I've seen so far. I've been rising on Fowler. I think just with him being the number three overall pick in Jacksonville and kind of washing out there going to L.A., finally breaking out and having living up to the potential that we expected from him. Yep. I think he's going to be a nice addition there.
0: I think so, too. I mean, and, and, you know, maybe we should be more optimistic about Tack. I mean, this is the best defensive line that they've had in a while. Uh, I mean, there's that's, you know, Grady Jarrett and Fowler, That's those are two really nice pieces.
1: I'll be honest, he was my dark horse breakout pick last season, and he absolutely sucked. Tack. Yeah, so... You're, yeah. just, you're just jaded on him I'm forever just, now. I'm hurt. I'm really hurt. I put myself out there with him, and he just totally crapped the bed. Yeah. So, so Tack his his
0: sack. I mean, it was it seemed like a missed assignment. It was pretty much just a wide open hit on Russell Westbrook. He
1: drilled him, but you know wasn't really
0: that impressive. If you have
1: a lane to run through that's as big as a semi truck. Doesn't yeah. require a whole lot of skill, but running forward. But those six pressures that did make me uh, perk up, perk up a little bit. Now I know Tack is a great first name, mm. but if you're that close. Just make the switch and be Sack McKinley. Ooh, that's a really good call there, Josh. We should just be branding. I love experts. your brain. You have a nice brain. Thank you. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. So uh, yeah, Dirty Birds. Um, you know, uh, Keanu Neal, Addy. Are we? You know, how did he do? How did he finish? I, I didn't even. I forgot to check Keanu. I think he was single digit points, if I recall correctly. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, I'll, I'll look him up real quick. This is a little bit different scoring from what. Uh, Connor's looking at here. Yeah, it's just six points week one. So, Foysaid uh, had six tackles for seven and a half points. Eh, I've said all along, I'm just not going back to the foyer well. Yeah. I went there last year and just didn't work out. So, um, let's keep it rolling, though. Let's go over to, speaking of beatdowns, <laughs> holy moly. Is it any reason uh, old uh, OBJ, the poopy one himself, wants out of – uh Cleveland. I mean, we can go ahead and, and give him some more of the uh the fart noises here. But is there any any doubt that he wants out of Cleveland after that disastrous showing in week one against the Ravens? Connie, we know that the offense was not really that great, but let's talk defense and let's start with the Cleveland Browns. How did
2: they look? Not great. Um but Baltimore has a tendency to do that to teams. They did it last year, and I think they'll continue to do that this year. Uh, Of course, a divisional game. So, Lamar came out and and did Lamar things. He had a solid afternoon. But uh, Cleveland had a few little bright spots I pointed out here. So, I'll kind of start at the top. Uh, Big day from defensive tackle, and I may butcher this. Again, forgive me, I'm new to the IDP scene, so I'm learning some defensive player names. Larry Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi, that's it. You got it. One one. Larry, Larry O is what we may just have to end up calling Larry, or Ogan Joby, Ogan Joby Kenobi. There you go. Hell Even yeah. better. You yeah. got it. Print the shirt part two. We're just, these brains aren't going to be free for long. You just can say how, how you're doing this while you're still asleep is, is quite the miracle. Yeah, I'm on autopilot mode, but 15 and a quarter points on just 54 and a quarter percent snaps. So. Something to look at there, but is that more fool's gold in your all's opinion, or is that someone that's an emerging star when you talk about Larry O? Larry O has always been in the mix for defensive tackle required leagues
1: alongside Sheldon Richardson. Um, I think he is, Addie, and tell me what you think here as well. I think Ogan Joby and Sheldon Richardson both are startable in defensive tackle required leagues.
0: 100%. Yep. I like Ogan Joby the best out of that group.
1: But, uh, yeah, both are going to you know alternate, probably having big weeks. Absolutely. So um, it looks like here Denzel Ward, who is a great cornerback in real life, only 4.5 points on 100% of snaps. And then Miles Garrett, Mr. Helmet Puncher, so-so game, 7.5 points on 80% of snaps. So we do have to ask the question, Addie. no concern about Miles Garrett, right? He's going to be fine. No, of course not. This was just one of those games where... Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb, guys. Don't get too cute.
0: Don't be Don't be idiots.
1: Don't be idiots. All right, Connie, what about Baltimore? This is a team that's very interesting there with uh, some of the new guys that they brought in this offseason. What did you notice?
2: So one of the things I noticed there, it's kind of a similar situation we're talking about. Is this um, Is this more of an outlier or is this something to actually look at, but... A veteran, L.J. Fort, a linebacker there, I'm fairly certain, had a big afternoon for Baltimore with 19 points on only 31% of snaps. That's very nice. He had a fumble, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. So that helps a lot in a big play league. And the reason I'm likely say it's an outlier, like a lot of folks, is you've got two monster rookie linebackers there with Patrick Yasqueen. Oh, wait, we've got you here. Yasqueen. Yas yeah, so Patrick Yasqueen, he posted 18 points on 70. 73- three percent of snaps Um, and then his fellow stud rookie linebacker Malik Harrison posted an impressive eight points on only 28 percent of snaps
1: question is this Marvin Harrison's son
2: Oh, that's a great question. He's
1: not. I don't. I would be shocked if he was. But yeah, it uh, means he's he's probably got dark past. <laughs> yeah. right. Marvin
2: Harrison, you guys need to do some digging into him. He's not a good guy. He's I got co- the from that era. I got the Bob Sanders jersey on tonight in celebration for IDP. So. We'll, t-
1: we'll talk about a guy that is being labeled the next Bob Sanders, hopefully with less injury uh, risk. But speaking of safeties, Chuck Clark sounds like he did all right for Week One.
2: Yeah, I have notes here saying that uh, Chuck had a solid performance, 11.5 points on 100% snaps, so uh, somebody to consider if you maybe need some safety help. That's right. He's a guy that's probably owned in most of your leagues,
1: but if you had questions about, you know, what should we expect from this guy that came on strong at the end of last year, Addy, it looks like at least for week one, Chuck Clark is validating all his uh, fans out there that said, play Chuck. He's a nice option. Yeah,
0: of course. He's going to be fine.
1: So let's keep it rolling and talk about a game that on paper did not look that appealing. It was the New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins. Connie Hennis with the take on the dreaded
2: evil empire here in New England. So it was weird to see Brady take the loss, but New England get the W without him. So the Cam era, it is officially underway, and it did start with some strong defensive performances. Uh, Safety, Adrian Phillips, finished with 23.75 points on only 69% of snaps. That's very
1: nice. A
0: lot of 69 jokes tonight. I love it. Look, we're going to go
2: back to that. Well, repeatedly, you should expect nothing less. (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to keep happening. I'm sorry I can't help myself. Connie's bringing. Yeah. Um, Cornerback, Stephon Gilmore. Available in a lot of leagues, it looks like as well. Had a big afternoon, fourteen point seven five points on a ninety-five percent snaps. So he played quite a bit, but had a strong outing. Uh, you got very limited options on this team to rely on past these two, in my opinion, for people to look at for some consistent options, at least from the, this game with Miami. Um, Cam gave him that work on the field, and after the game, he almost gave the entire team the work. I don't know if you all caught that, but I think he was trying to brawl with the entire Dolphins team. Aww. Well, they were—they tried to snatch his chain.
1: We're talking about an Talib mm, did do Oh, that. Did, is that what Crab it was? Crabtree situation. You don't do that. They yeah. snatched his
2: chain. Oh, they actually did that. Yes. okay.
1: They got see, it had, off him. Yes. He was wearing it during the game? Yes. They got his chain. So he was like, of course, I yeah, was trying go. to brawl with these guys. You don't go after a man's chain. No. That's man. rule number one. Yes, sir. They have some respect. We don't need preseason to know you do not go after a man's chain. Don't you like my chain, man? <laughs> so Chase Winovich had a, a decent uh, outing. Uh you know, the lone hey. defensive end there of note. Welcome to the
0: squad.
1: <laughs> That's right, Eddie Tell us about your trade that just brought old Chasey Baby into uh big pick lovers orbit. Hey, hey well you know I only make big boy trades. Big things only, baby. Thirteen points for Chase Winovich, we should point out. Beautiful.
0: I like it. I like it. We've liked we've loved a long haired boy. Uh, all this offseason, He's was a it, wild man.
2: Great. The Michigan kid with the flow. Oh, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a monster.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, and, and uh, give
1: us the deets on the trade. It was a nice little trade for you or the big one. So I got rid of Julio. You know, this
0: is a dynasty league. Um, Julio also contract. This is RSO shout out best platform in the world. Um, so Julio Jones, I have him in there. Uh, he is like 36 million per year. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's about as, as rich as it gets in that. I league. think
1: it's the most expensive wide receiver.
0: It's up there. Um, so yeah, had Julio. Um, he's you know aging. My team is we're a contender, but you know also I, I kind of I'm in a weird spot. Like I, I maybe should kind of think you know rebuild at some point. I ha- I've never re- rebuild. Uh, I've never rebuilt in this league.
1: You made the playoffs all four years. Only team that's Sir, done it.
0: Hey hey that it's year two. Hey I don't
1: rebuild, baby. We just retool. I think the typical saying is reload, but retool works as Re-tool's well. Retool's good too. So finish out the trade, Addy. Let's, uh... Oh, sorry. Just getting a little Where distracted. are we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Got to crack open beer number three! Oh,
1: God. Who let you bring three beers into the so-check? Yes,
0: sir, 5.8 ABV!
1: Please, God, finish the trade before I cut your mic off. All
0: right, so, so $36 million Julio Jones for Mike Evans, Chase Winovich, Corey Littleton... And a
1: 2021 third, baby. It's funny because you traded Mike Evans away.
0: To him. To the same to dude. To the same dude. Shout out like, to Lee, the Dr.
1: Leezus. Yes, Dr. Leezus. You had the the Bobby classic, the boomerang trade. Bobby is known for this. Trading a guy away and then the, comes right back to him a couple weeks later. We all know
0: that Big Mike's one of my boys.
1: That's right. I ain't scared of no hamstring. But you ain't scared of big contracts either.
0: No, sir. That's but right. But, I mean, the money worked out to be the same. I ended up getting, you know, three more guys and a pick, and the money is the exact
1: same. There you go. All right, Connie, back to the game here. Miami Dolphins, what would you take away on the defensive side of the ball?
2: Yeah, there were quite a few things I liked with uh, Miami's team, at least in terms of their performance that day. Uh, You can start with linebacker Jerome Baker, absolute monster afternoon, uh, 30.75 points, played 100% of the snaps, uh, and a rookie defensive tackle that I thought the Colts had their eyes on pretty heavy if they didn't end up – uh, Making the, the push for DeForest instead, but it's rookie defensive tackle Christian Wilkins from Clemson. He had an impressive NFL debut with 20 and a quarter points on only 76% of snaps. Or second year, excuse me. Yeah, not, not rookie, but a second year defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. Um, had a great game. Um, a few other notes here safety Brandon Jones, great outing as well. Or solid outing, you should say, 12.75 points. He only played 60% of snaps himself. Uh, Miami newcomer Kyle Van Noy, former Patriots, so you thought it would be a little bit of a grudge game for him. He had a decent afternoon with the 10.5 points on 73% of snaps. Um, My question, I guess, recapping this game, looking at who you have to pick from on these two is, like you mentioned earlier, are you fishing in this pond? Do either of these divisional opponents, do they give you limited options, or are there some more here that I've missed? Because, again, I'm – I'm 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 green at the whole IDP thing. So uh no, this is good. This this we mentioned this in the preview pod
1: that both of these teams are very short on options. I think I actually said Jerome Baker not a must start. Addy was like, "No, you should actually start him." He was uh linebacker one by 10 and a half points over Miles Jack who was LB2. So just a monster monster week from Jerome Baker. I think he's a guy that um you can start with confidence. We'll uh, talk about it in the preview pod later on this week. But um, he's a guy I feel great about. Christian Wilkins, uh, not so much. Probably a yellow light situation. And then nobody else really from that squad. I think from the Pats, Addy, you could go Stefan Gilmore and CB Required Leagues, Adrian Phillips, Chase Winovich. One of those linebackers is going to break out. I still think it's going to be Jawan Bentley. Other than that, though, I I really don't think that you are fishing in this in this pond past that. No, hundred percent, man. I mean, we're we're
0: enticed, you know, by the upside of Kyle Duggar at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I do like you said. I love Adrian Phillips, love Winovich, uh, Bentley, definitely intrigued. But yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm I'm staying away from really both of these teams. I mean, outside of Jerome Baker. And I, and I do actually like Christian Wilkins. I, I was a big fan of him coming out of Clemson. Um, I think he can make a big impact. Also, Shaq Lawson, he kind of disappointed uh, week one. That's a guy that you know I, I've been high on. But I look for him to uh, to bounce back and, and still be solid this year.
1: Yeah. All right, Connie. Nice job. That was your, uh, I believe, four-pack of games there. Uh, and you did a really nice job. I'm very proud. And uh, we're going to toss it over to Addy for some reason to uh, recap his little uh, four-pack of games. So, Addy, we're starting off with the game of the week. This Ooh, was the game I was perfect. very excited about beyond the Colts' crushing, disappointing loss. This is the Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady, Ooh. Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. Hit us with that recap, baby.
0: Perfect. Addy's time, boys. You're all hostage now.
1: I know. Connor, we might as well leave. This is going to go very sideways. <laughs> Me. All right. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Just accent the Just whole the time. The whole time. And I have to give a shout out to our boy, Ben Rowdy at Fantasy Guru, bro, asking for waiver wire targets. Uh, ben, go back to sleep. Uh, we are not giving you any information you can use against us. Ben, thinking over that trade, brother. Yeah, that's right. Ben did send Addy a trade offer that he's mulling over right now. I mean, so. remember, I am like extreme
0: LBU right now.
1: You're also extremely <laughs> hammered, so uh, there is a Not chance here. that you could. <laughs> you're full of salsa and beer, that's so a, we'll, you know, who knows what could happen? Salsa
0: drunk. That's a good point. That's a great point. All, All right, right, so
1: TB uh, TB
0: New Orleans headline for me. How TF did Tampa Bay lose this game? Breeze only had 160 yards. Michael Thomas only had 17 yards. Emmanuel Sanders had 15 yards. And Kamara only totaled sixty-seven yards.
1: Where did the points come from here? I'm a little confused. Well,
0: I mean, uh, Brady kind of was bad.
2: He yeah. made he made uh, he had a pick six. Arians went after him a little bit, and I feel like that's going to be the common theme. Is like if you're going to come here, you all know how B. A. is. He has never been one to just let things slide. He mm-hmm. is going to speak his mind, and I'm just not that. That's not what happened in New England, but. We'll just see how Tommy, because I think he questioned maybe his grittiness was part of it. He, like he he's was, on the
1: overthrow with Mike Evans. I know he called th- out Mike today. He, dec- he did call out Mike Evans, so he originally called out Brady on that and then reversed course and called out Mike Evans. Called out Mike, also said that he felt awful about
0: uh, not getting michael uh Mike involved so yeah. Darian's is just all over the place he's really <laughs> yeah. he's going
2: through manopause he's, <laughs> he's spiraling <laughs> yeah he's not sure. doing well
0: sure so uh so yeah I mean that that was my main takeaway but let's get into it for the uh IDP takes so devin white finished with 17 point75 points uh Levante David had 20 and a half points both played a hundred percent percent of the snaps uh and each finished with 11 tackles.
1: Yeah, I love it, man. This is my this is my baby, Devin White. I'm so excited for him this year, and he looked so very good. Yep uh in his first game. Absolutely thick. He looks he, he is thick,
0: isn't he? He's thick. Like I remember like when he came out, we kind of thought he was like this sexy, like, I don't know, like hybrid, you know, safety linebacker not Dude, anymore. Boys boys have bulked up a little bulked bit. Bulked up and I, you'd love to see it. I love it, man. Thicker uh, than a house cat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, yes ma'am. Thicker than a snicker. Love it, that. love it. That. Uh, this is the best linebacker duo in the league, hundred percent. You know, so uh, no question about it. Speaking of duo, this is a this is a duo team. You know, they got the the duo linebackers, the duo defensive ends, the duo uh, wide receivers. Huh, makes you think. Anyway, uh, this this next duo, JPP and Shaq Barrett. Uh, JPP played ninety five percent of the defensive snaps and finished with thirteen point six five points, registering three tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit. Very nice debut for my boy. You love JPP? He's on your uh, all baby squad. Absolutely. Uh, counterpart Shaq Barrett played eighty eight percent of the snaps, only had six and a half points. You know, three tackles and a, and a pass deflection. Um, so you know, not 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 what we. You know, expect based on how he finished last year, but those big weeks will come. You just I keep rolling these guys out. New Orleans has a good offensive line. Um, I expect this team to, to continue to get better. Um, Vita Vea, he played 83% of the snaps. Sue played 82% of the snaps. I mean, probably not guys I'm going to be targeting in, in uh, DT required leagues. Uh, Antoine Winfield, one of the guys that we've been excited about, you know, to see how, how he'll do this year, the, their rookie. Uh,
1: safety, played 100% of the snaps. I love it. That's love exciting that. stuff. I, I had questions there with the other guys they had in town, but getting 100% of snaps, they have a lot of trust in Winfield. Yep, six total tackles, one pass defense, beautiful debut. Um,
0: I'm not going to be surprised if he finishes the top 24 options this year, Josh. I would agree, Eddie. Jordan Whitehead, uh, the, the safety next to him, 91% of the defensive snaps. Match Winfield with six total tackles. Uh, I think I think both these guys are gonna be solid for you week to week. Um, cornerbacks for this team: Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunning. Both of these guys played 100 percent of the snaps. I think these are real targets for you in cornerback required leagues. I mean, do you, we know we know that these are these are gonna be guys in in you know uh, game scripts that are gonna be favorable favorable for fantasy. So target these guys. You know, monitor the snaps every week because I think there's gonna be value to be had there. Moving over to New Orleans, uh, Cameron Jordan, you know one, one of our favorite grown ass men. Eighty five percent of the snaps, four tackles, one tackles for loss, finished with ten points. Um, yeah, I mean just not you know not the monster weeks that we're accustomed to, but those will come. You know, don't do anything dumb. He, he's he's still one of the best in the league. Marcus Davenport was out this week, boys. He was. That was that was a shame. You know, that's someone that we've been excited about. This is going to be his third year in the league. We're all kind of hoping he takes that next step, but he cannot stay healthy. He
1: cannot, and so you have to begin to wonder, is this guy going to be able to put it together?
0: Yep, so his replacement was Trey Hendrickson. This is a guy that actually I kind of pumped up on the uh, IDP lounge. Shout out to those fellas. Thanks for having me on. But uh, Trey Hendrickson, he always seems to do pretty well uh, whenever he's filling in for for, you know, whoever's out. So took full advantage. Uh, four solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. And that was on only 55% of the snaps. This was good for 16 fantasy points. I plugged him in quite a few leagues. Uh, and I was very, how do you say? Ah, yes. Uh, pleased. Very pleased. (laughs) Sheldon Rankins, uh, defensive tackle, 61% of the snaps. Didn't really do much. I don't think he's ever been the same since he tore his Achilles in 2018. It's, It's just hard to see. Um, yeah, I hate that for him. Uh, Carl Granderson, also a, a interesting guy. We always are. You know, I'm always interested in, in these guys on on teams like this because you know we we respect kind of what what they do, um, and, and and the talent and their you know a talent evaluation. So Carl Granderson only played 33 percent of the snaps, but he finished with two sacks and a strip sack. This is a second year. Uh, just just someone to keep an eye on if Marcus if uh, Marcus Davenport does miss any time.
1: Now tell us about our baby, one another one of our favorite grown ass men, DeMario Davis. Demario
0: Davis, man. Uh
1: hundred percent of the snaps, of course. Six
0: total tackles, one sack, one quarterback hit, fifteen point two five points. Just a stud. Another top twelve season coming. Alec Anzalone. Beautiful hair. Uh huh. All hair squad along with Chase Winovich. Yes, sir. I mean, they they look like brothers for real. You should check him out. Seventy one percent of the snaps, four total tackles, great hair, but you know. Probably not going to be on my radar.
1: Not going to get that roster spot. The drip is important, but it's not that important. Yeah, I mean the long hair—that's cool, but uh, eh. Need some tats. Need a visor. Right. Need a good sleeve. It, or right, two. he's got the Fabio. You know, the Clay Matthews. Like, eh. That doesn't really do it for not Eddie, really, it, yeah.
2: Now, as a, as a white dude, if you played in the NFL, what hairstyle are you going with? Are you going just like pure flow? Are you going mullet? Are you going with like the Jack point. Harlow and getting kind of like the Jerry curl going? What I'm going to have it poking out the. I'm going to have it poking
1: out the helmet. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent going mullet. I'm yeah. not
0: going to have it. I'm not going to have it too long. I'm not going to be the Chase Winovich, the wind guards. I'm not going to be any of that stuff. No, yeah, but I'm. Much.
1: I'm definitely going mullet cuz there's not a guy in the NFL that's rocking a full true mullet right now. You could be that guy. Yeah, man, someone needs to cash in on that. That would Sheldon sure.
2: and Quentin Nelson. Like yes. that's your market. Go I mean, for that, man. That would Lean into that. Yeah. That would be huge. You got to get one of those. Just it, that screams grit. So if BA is looking for grit, somebody there on uh on the team for Tampa Bay needs to go ahead and get the mullet going. But that'd be that would probably be mine. So,
0: yeah. Love that um janoris jenkins let's get to the corners for uh new orleans so janoris jenkins played 91 percent of the snaps had a huge game nine tackles had a 36 yard pick six there we go 26.75 points get you some janoris Marshawn Lattimore, 100 percent of snaps only two tackles not someone that you're gonna probably ever want to target just because he's so good that they're not gonna you know mike evans only got four targets he got shut down by by Lattimore. um but i think uh, he only finished with like 6 fantasy points so not someone you're going to want to you're going to want to pay t- much attention to uh, someone you do want to take notice of uh Chauncey Gardner-Johnson aka Chauncey Deuce on sleeper
1: wait what yeah that... Chauncey Deuce D U C E wait that's his actual name on there i don't know
0: what's going on but I, I, I was looking for him earlier on there and and that's that was what was bringing him up
1: that okay I have a lot of questions.
0: Me too. We're going to at Sleeper after this episode to see what's going on there. Yeah, but uh, this guy finished with 10 combined tackles, one pass defense. So that was good for 16.25 points. I emoji.
1: I was... uh I was taking a little peek-ski at Chauncey Deuce over there on the uh, the waiver wire because he is available
2: in most leagues. Very, Very available as Chauncey Deuce or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Mm.
1: He was actually uh, Chauncey Trace. This Ooh. was, uh, yeah, he was on RSO. He was Chauncey
2: Trace. Not going by his government name. <laughs> he didn't want <laughs> people finding him <laughs> no. to pick him up. Uh, yeah, only
1: I can find me
0: in yeah. fantasy. He's got some secrets. I don't know what's going on yeah, with you. We're watching you,
2: Chauncey. Uh-huh.
0: But, you know, this is a very versatile player. Uh, I'm sure he's playing. I haven't, I haven't you know, dug too deep, but I imagine he's probably playing some slot corner, probably playing some safety. They move this guy around a lot. So uh, definitely should be on your radar. If he's listed as a corner, oh, my God, go get this guy. That's a cheat code. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, we've the guy we talked about, we're we big fans of this year, just older, reliable vet. Um, 100% of snaps, six combined tackles, one pass def- uh, deflection. Um, eight point seven five points. I imagine he's going to have much better weeks. Um, DJ Swearinger, just a you know another note. He got forty eight percent of the snaps. Finished with four tackles. Not
1: someone that you should draft or uh, add. All right, I have a question for you all because I think it was. If you were a Bucs fan or even just someone who was casually interested in the Bucs, Connor, I'd say it was a little bit of a disappointing week one for all the hype. I mean, there weren't many teams that got quite the level of hype the Bucs got this offseason. Come out, don't look particularly great week one, get beat by the Saints and kind of a how did they lose that type of game. Like Adam said, they play the Panthers next week. Give me a score prediction on the Panthers-Buccaneers game. It is in Tampa Bay. I think they will boat race Carolina. All right, give me a score. Put a stamp on it.
2: Let's go. 35 21. 35-21. Yep.
1: Buccaneers. Yep. Addy, what about you? This is a team I know you're very interested in and all in on TB12. What's the score next week versus Carolina? And Teddy Maine, get right game.
0: Tom's coming.
1: We'll give us a score.
0: 60 to 4. Okay. Two safeties. <laughs> 100 to 0. <laughs> Two safeties.
1: 60 to 4. I'm going to fire you. All right, Green Bay versus Minnesota. This is obviously your team, and congratulations, Daddy. That recap took twelve minutes. Hey, so it was it was it jam-packed. was It was a thick boy yeah. recap. So there was a this these these other ones won't be as thick. Daddy spent a lot of time on that game, baby. I did. The notes thin out <laughs> considerably here, but let's talk about Green Bay, Minnesota. These are your boys. And they got worked over. The score was not as close as this game uh, actually was. So what were your takeaways as a Vikings fan uh, this Green Bay game?
0: Yeah, we really need Daniil Hunter out there. Daniil, please come back. We really, really missed him. Um, We'll start with Green Bay. So Zadarius Smith, uh, 43 snaps, one sack, three pressures. Had a solid game, 12.25 points. Kenny Clark, 15 snaps. Alert, alert, alert. That means yeah. he got injured. Pay attention. Um, he left the game early with a groin injury. So those linger. Those are not fun. Um, that's worrisome. I, I do believe that Kenny may have, have dealt with those type issues uh, before. So um, monitor that. I mean, that's that's tough. Uh, Christian Kirksey, 52, 52 snaps, 12 total tackles for 13.5 points. Love that. Yep. Kirksey, welcome back. Just stay healthy please. Put him in bubble wrap between games. Yep. So I mean he's 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 you know if you do the math he's on pace for 150. Like we, like we told you he 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 would be um Adrian Amos 100% of the snaps, two tackles, two points. Uh I'm avoiding him. I just meh. Meh. Kevin King 98%, five tackles, six uh 6.75 points. I think he's you know he's an option for you in cornerback leagues. Uh, Jair Alexander, 94. What a ball game for Jair Alexander. He balled out, and and honestly, what a half. Uh, he did most of it in, in the first half. So he had 28.15 points, five tackles, a sack, a safety, an INT, and again, majority of that was first half. So, um, yeah, I mean, both those guys are nice options for you because uh, teams are going to be down. That's a good offense. Like, they're going to be getting thrown on. Darnell Savage, uh, 88% of the snaps, like seeing that. Um, finished with five tackles, uh, six points, Preston Smith, 82% of the, of the, uh, snaps. Put up a big donut.
1: Ooh, zero. Not Goose great. Egg? Not, Not great. Yeah. That's uh that's surprising,
0: but he'll have those weeks. He's, he's, he's fine. You know, just, it's, uh, just didn't shake out for him this week. Rashawn Gary, 61% of the snaps, a guy that we've all been kind of, you know, hoping takes another step. Uh looks like they're letting him, you know, get some opportunity. We'll love to see that. He had three pressures. Didn't didn't get home on a sack or anything, but you know, three pressures. That, that's that's pretty decent. Um switching over to Minnesota, Eric Kendricks, hundred percent of the snaps, ten tackles, one tackle
1: for loss, fifteen point two five. Nice game. Beautiful, beautiful debut. There are still some IDP pieces here for Minnesota, but it just feels like that defense is a little lifeless without Daniil Hunter. Yeah, it's not good. It's you know, it, and and I we touched on that. Like I was really
0: worried before we, you know, before we knew all the stuff about Danil and the health, I was really worried about uh, about that defense. Um, and yeah, you take away Danil and you, you see you see how it looks. So uh, Anthony Barr, hundred percent of the snaps, six tackles, uh, nine points. Not going to be someone that really I target. Um, just big play dependent, and and I think kind of playing out of position. Uh, Harrison Smith 100% four tackles for six points that's just kind of what he does you know he's kind of he's kind of inconsistent but will have those monster weeks for you um Anthony Harris surprisingly he was pretty solid in, in the tackle uh in the tackle category so eight tackles this week he, we think of him more of like a, you know as a big play type type player um but yeah eight tackles 9.75 points Yannick Ngakwe 56% of the snaps one pressure, zero points.
1: So far, not so good there in Minnesota. They're going to need a so lot good. more from him if they're going to have a chance. Yep. I think, uh, you know, he's the type of guy that needs some help around him.
0: You know, that that's we saw how good he was in Jacksonville, but, you know, he had a lot of help. I think that's going to be the, the case here.
1: Afedi Odenigbo, it's the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme with him and Yannick Ngakwe right now. The donut bros. Yeah. One pressure, zero points. So bad that you had to put it in the dock twice here. Yeah. Zero yeah. points, one pressure, zero points. Everyone, <laughs> alert, alert. Yeah. Betty was not great. Yeah, I hate to see that. But uh, hopefully they
0: can take another step, you know, week two. <laughs> Surely you got to do better than that. Uh, the cornerback situation, Dantzler played 82% of the snaps. He had four tackles. Mike Hughes, 74%, and Holton Hill, 75% of the snaps. Uh, Hill had seven tackles for 12.5 points. So, you know, he's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of nice buzz this offseason. season uh my q's always solid for corners um both those guys are gonna be good options this is not a good defense guys um i think we need to be ready for that this year that they could get blown out or you know have these high scoring uh games I-, I would i would uh not um not worry about starting your offensive guys against minnesota absolutely not man uh, Eric Wilson played fifty six percent fifty six percent of the snaps. Had three tackles, one sack, one forced fumble for eight and a half points. Um, I'm a big fan of Eric Wilson. I mean, when he gets out there, he usually produces. But um, I think he's a better NFL player, maybe than IDP Asset at least right now. He had a rough week though. I will see. He uh, he he got burnt quite a few times. Missed missed some really big tackles, but. Uh, I think I think you know we're gonna see a lot of that missed tackles early on. It's just sloppy. We
1: didn't have a normal off season. Uh, that stuff kind of takes time. People don't even know that you don't snatch a chain right now. So we are yeah. in like we're in like week two of the preseason form right There's now. There's no rules right now, guys. It's, it's just right. It's Outback Steakhouse. Yes, sir. Good job, Eddie. That was five forty-eight on that one. I'm very proud of you. Let's talk Las Vegas versus Carolina. Your newly acquired Corey Littleton. I just feel about his debut. It's kind of uh, you know okay, yeah. Corey he played hundred percent, five tackles, seven and a quarter.
0: I mean yeah, that's uh, we expect that to go up, but uh, definitely hold. Don't don't panic, especially you know if if Nick Quick is is banged up and may miss some time. I think he's
1: gonna miss some time. I don't think there's any way he's not going to miss some time. Yep, so Jonathan Abram, 100% of the uh, snaps, 13 freaking tackles, and had some monster tackles.
0: That's right. So he was hitting some people, walloping some dudes out there. Some very big hits. Uh, he had 19.5 points, so nice debut. Eric Harris, 95, uh, 97% of the snaps, five tackles, five and a quarter points. Um, probably not going to be someone I target. I think Abram's the guy you want there. LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, eighty-nine percent of the snaps. Uh, Trayvon Mullen had ninety-four percent. That would be the corners I would target if you're looking um, at Las Vegas. Clellan Farrell had seventy-seven percent of the snaps. Uh, didn't do much with it. I think he only had two points. But um, but you know he 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 was he when he was out there, I think he he uh, had an impact on the game. Whereas Max Crosby was just a ghost. He didn't do much. No, he did not. Seventy-six uh, percent of the snaps. Um. Also two
1: points. Um, Need more from these defensive ends. Both these guys have got to step up. That's just not going to get it done. This is still not a great Raiders defense. Having Abram back is a big help. Having Littleton in town. But especially if Nick Quick is going to miss some time, that was a nice piece that's out of the defense there for a while. So Farrell and Crosby have to be better. Yeah. Um, so Nick Quick, yeah,
0: well, like we mentioned, only 32% of the snaps. Uh which was 22 snaps, but he got six tackles. It's amazing. dude. <laughs> He's a great snaps. player.
1: That's, there's a reason that we said don't be surprised if he leads the Raiders in tackles. It's going to be hard now if he misses some extended time with the pec injury, but he is without a doubt a great player. Yep. So Panthers' side of the ball, we know Shaq Thompson was going to ball out. Few Looks like four guys here with 100% of snaps, Eddie. What's the takeaway from the Panthers? Yeah, so those four guys: Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, Trey
0: Boston, Justin Burris. So Shaq Thompson had 12 tackles for 12.75 points. Jeremy Chin had eight tackles for 11.25 points. Trey Boston six tackles, a forced fumble, 12.25. Justin Burris. A lot of people were kind of hyping this guy up, thinking, "Oh, this might be the uh, this might be the the Jeremy Chin." Uh, no, no, there's, there's only one Chin. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he does have the double R's though. That's that is so they're they're keeping that thing going
1: consistent. Yeah. What'd you say? They traded in the double M's for the double N's? That was one of your better ones, if <laughs> it was I remember. Really good. That's that an really uncut gem
0: right there. It was great. Um, to hear Whitehead, ninety percent of the snaps, six tackles, uh, six and three quarters points. Um, yeah, he's I like to hear this year. I think he's going to have you know pretty decent weeks for you if you ever are in a pinch. He may be an option. Likely going to be on your waiver wire. Um. Derek Brown, a rookie, we were all kind of interested in. Sixty-eight percent of the snaps, one tackle for loss, three tackles, one pass defense for eight points. That's pretty nice. We Not bad.
1: Don't expect a lot from rookie defensive
0: tackles. Not bad. Uh, Brian Burns, sixty-eight percent of the snaps, didn't do much with those snaps, but we uh, we like this guy. We think that he'll bounce back. Uh, Yitor
1: metos. There you go. That's that's better than you've done <laughs> in the past. It's closer.
2: Yeah, how have I never heard of this name? I mean, I know I'm new to all this, but like that is a just an absolutely preposterous it's absurd. name. Absurd! Absurd! I made yeah. I made Adam pronounce that name on one of our like
1: draft <laughs> recap pods, and he was like Yitor gross matos. And he just he just gave me the death stare. For
2: you the just got to go YGM at that point. Like, be proud of your name, brother. But that that's yeah. just a nightmare.
0: YGM, I like that. We make that's we're gonna we're gonna keep that that's
2: one. Well, we got you here. Yeah, you got good brain. Has anybody done a deratus? Yeah. No. Not, no yeah. yeah, you're bringing it all, Connie. Yeah, I want to hear everybody's the best deratus. I, I can't. I can't I no, not that with that these sinuses. Also, yeah,
0: we, yeah, we'll be coughing.
1: Yeah, I'll cough for the rest of the episode if I try that. Next game. Next game, we've got the New York Jets and Buffalo Bills. This is a stinky game. Ew. Yeah, this was, uh, the Jets are so bad. They've got to fire Adam Gase. Yeah, so the
0: headline for me, hello, Marcus May and Tremaine and Milano, please be okay. Please,
1: please, please. We can't can't do without Tremaine and Milano there at linebacker. So Marcus May led all IDP scores with
0: 39.4 points this week. You know, in August we said, you know, beat writers saying this is going to be the guy that that takes over that Jamal Adams role. Well, turns out he 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 done it. He's the Jamal Adams.
1: He's like, I tried to tell y'all, <laughs> you weren't
0: listening, yes sir. So you know, I don't think this is a fluke. I'm expecting a top ten, uh, top ten finish from Marcus May all season. I think so. I'm I'm in. I think it's
2: gonna be May. <laughs> oh my God, Connor.
0: Just print fired the shirt. Blowing
2: my freaking mind, Connor. That's all I'm going to contribute this whole episode is just random interjections. Random of, print the shirt moments. Yeah. That's that's just going to be my bid is print oh, the shirt. That's
1: going to be me. Can you know Josh? <laughs>
2: that was more like Bon Jovi there. <laughs> oh,
1: no. That's my life. <laughs> now or We are so far off the rails. No, I think Marcus May, top 15, I would say. I'm not ready to go top 10 yet because there's a lot of safeties I like this year. But they're dropping one by one. We lost Derwin. Uh, it's going to
0: happen. Marcus May, I'm I'm calling it top 10. All right, we'll see.
1: Neville Hewitt. Like your boy said, 100% of the snaps. He reminds me, I don't know why, Neville Hewitt. I just feel like he's a Harry Potter character. I don't Neville Long- yeah, bottom. Neville. yeah, I don't uh, I'm just not in on Neville because of the name. You don't like Neville? Uh, just the name, Addy. I just can't quite get with it. Listen, guys, this was, the, this was the
0: guy that led the team in uh, snaps last year for the linebackers.
2: I mean, congrats to him, but change your name. Would you rather your name be Neville Hewitt or Yatur gross
1: For sure, YGM. No question about it.
2: <laughs> Neville gross
1: Matos. Yeah. Neville Gross-Hewitt. No, Hewitt's fine. I think... Um, Seven tackles.
0: Yeah. 10.25 points. Uh, solid. Yeah, fine. LB3-4, yeah.
1: obviously. Yeah. He's not going to be your... If he's your LB1. Whoo. Woo! You have messed up. You need to get out of that league, hit the eject button, find yourself a new hobby.
0: Sir, stop listening to the little three. Listen to the big three.
1: Sir. Adam is on one right now. I'm just in awe right now of what's going on. Really good
0: stuff. Really great stuff. All right, so Brian Poole and Bless Austin.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's a person.
0: Love that name, man. Bless Austin. 99% of the snaps, so that's the cornerbacks. Uh, Bradley McDougal. 99% of the snaps, eight tackles, and a fumble recovery for 15.5. Love that. So, you know, we may be able to
1: use both those safeties there. I love it. Bradley McDougal. This was one that Tom Kislingberry said. McDougal has been underrated, disrespected, but has always been very solid for IDP. So, even in a new situation, it's good to see McDougal still performing. And, uh, you know, I have to go back to the – the, the painted jean jacket that his girlfriend or fiance had on at the Seattle game, sitting right down the row from us. It was incredible. So I'm all in on Bradley McDougall now. Love it. Uh, Harvey Langy I guess that's how you pronounce that name. Langy sounds like an alien language.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a guy that, uh, filled in for Blake Cashman. He played 95% of the snaps, had six tackles for 10.25 points. So, you know, if you had Cashman, if you were relying on him, maybe go
1: pick up Lange. I think that's the instance in which I would pit, make a Lange acquisition. Worth a shot. I mean Absolutely. We've, we've seen
0: I do expect Avery Williamson to come back here soon and eat. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we like we saw last year, like I think there was like four or five, you know, different Jets linebackers that ended up being productive. Um Blake Cashman, so yeah, like, like I mentioned with Lange, Blake Cashman left
1: after three snaps and he has since been moved to the IR. That's a bummer, but we know IR potentially could be three games, could be eight games. We really don't know. So unless they tell us when they put him on IR, we'll see when we see Cashman again.
0: Not good, though, for uh, Blake Cashman. Remember, this is a guy that left last year because of an injury, so hate to see that. Uh, Quinn Williams, he had 57% of the snaps, three tackles, 3.25 fantasy points. Kyle Phillips, 47%, one tackle. Not a lot there, you know, outside of Hewitt and May and McDougal. Um, not great. And w- Williamson, of course. Uh Ashton Davis, a guy we we've
1: touched on quite a bit. No defensive snaps. That's surprising. Yeah. I thought he'd get some run. But with Marcus May and uh Bradley McDougal, kind of got to wonder if this is going to be uh this kind of a red shirt year for Ashton. I think so. Uh moving on to Buffalo, Tremaine
0: Edmonds had 64% of the snaps, three tackles. So Another alert, he left the game early. Um, monitor that situation. I mean, you know, that's that's probably your LB1. So, uh, yeah, you're going to want to pay close attention to that. And then uh, more alerts, Matt Milano played 37%, so he was also hurt. Four tackles, one interception for 10.25 points. Not great. Not great, Bob. Not how you wanted to come out of this week with I'd, with both of your starting linebackers hurt.
1: Especially against the Jets like I know. God, of all teams to to potentially take out two of our favorites. Yeah, hate that. Uh Ed Oliver,
0: 68% of the snaps, didn't do much on the stat sheet. I think only had one assist,
1: but six pressures. That's top 5. That's very nice. I'm an old man filled with regret already. hmm His time's coming. That's right. Keenan Allen and his growth didn't do much in my flex this week. I know that was kinda of, dude, that was a boring trade. at had Christian Kirk. Yeah. He he got one target, I think. Yeah, it's uh hopefully Keenan picks up. They may be going to old uh old floppy hair, Justin Herbert here sooner rather than later. Have to. Um Micah Hyde,
0: he got ninety eight percent of the snaps, four and a half fantasy points. The cornerback uh, situation was Levi Wallace, Teron Johnson, and Tredavious White. Hundred um, percent for Wallace, eighty six for Johnson, and seventy eight percent for White. Um, those are solid corners. You know, I mean, they're uh, they're they're very productive last year. I, I imagine they'll be more of the you know more of the same this year. Mario Addison had a really nice game. Sixty two percent of the snaps. He had three uh, three tackles, one sack, and two tackles for loss.
1: Finished with eighteen points. Jerry Hughes. Your old boy? That's right. Formerly
2: of the Colts. Never did anything for... No. Like, who's this guy that played at TCU? They're talking about Jerry Hughes, and he ended up just being like... I mean, you you can go further back than that, but I'll just I'll save you all. Oh, my- you mean like Bjorn Warner? Yeah, I was going to say Bjorn <laughs> Warner, Jerry Hughes, then Trent Richardson. Yarn. I mean, we had a great little streak there for a while, so it's always hard to see his name and just not want the worst for him. He's old as hell now. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It makes me
1: feel very old thinking I remember when he was drafted by the Colts and underachieved for two or three years before he got shipped out the door. Did I say Jordan Poyer?
0: Did I I touch on him? You did not talk about Jordan
1: Poyer. He played
0: 100% of the snaps, obviously, three tackles and and one uh, fumble force. So 10 points,
1: older liable. Older liable. Plug him in. Don't worry about it. Yes, sir. Set it and forget it. All right, we're getting into Josh. I'll, I'll be honest. I was looking at the list like, we're going to do pretty good. We're going to hit like an hour and a half. I was like, oh, my God, all my games are below <laughs> these ones. So we're doing good, though. We're an hour and a half in, boys. I'm proud of us. This is, uh, you know, we're we're going to just be honest. Big three, we're trying out some new things. We're seeing how things go.
0: Connor may not be around for the next, next uh Next one, yeah, I was pulled aside a few minutes
2: ago and I was already let go of, so yeah,
1: we had to let you go. Yeah, it's so a temporary
2: thing, so it's great to be here tonight.
1: That's right, we're happy to have you in for this episode. Um, so my game, first game here Arizona versus San Francisco. Uh, headline is 100% of snaps for Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, Jordan Hicks, Devondre Campbell, and Buddha Baker. Uh, we know that these linebackers. Uh, we're in line for a nice game. Fred had 14 and a quarter. Quan had 13. Uh, Fred got 100% of the snaps. Quan got 98. Um, Hicks, Chandler Jones and Devondre Campbell a little quieter. Hicks had ten and a half. Jones nine and a quarter. Campbell nine. Both Campbell and Hicks played 100% of the snaps, but it was 20 fewer snaps than San Francisco's linebackers. That's why you could see the difference there. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was very quiet in his debut, playing only 29% of the snaps. Connie, I know you you probably watch more college football than the two of us. Isaiah Simmons for Clemson was a Swiss Army Knife player. I know you have to be excited to watch what he's going to do there for Arizona this
2: year. Yeah, Arizona in general, I mean, what about them sneaking in and getting the W against San Fran? So it's, I've thought the arrow was pointing up from them and not to get too far, really get too far in on the offensive side at all, but I think the change, the culture change, and you bring in a guy like Nuke and you've got a veteran there like Larry Fitz, you just really start to pull things, especially when you start adding some nice young defensive pieces um, like you had mentioned there, so it's, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Arizona fares the rest of the year. I think that was a great you know measuring stick to say, hey, team was in the Super Bowl last year, they should contend in the NFC. Uh, come out, now, I'm looking forward to see them take another kind of step this year with a younger defense with some new tools and. Uh, Some new weapons on the offensive side as well.
1: Yeah, I think Addy actually predicted them to win that division when we did our NFC West breakdown, and they're off to a great start. So, um, Kerry Hyder was actually the highest-scoring DN for for San Francisco with 15 points on 40% of snaps. Nick Bosa had 12 points on 70%, while Armstead was a total ghost. One point, but 63% of snaps, which was the second most. Some character named Angelo Blackson and another one, Zach Allen, both scored 13 points for Zona on just 37 and 50% of snaps, so I'm not buying in there. Uh, Jaquisky Tart had a nice day, 1485 on 100%. He is fool's gold to me. I am not rushing out to buy him. If you do, best of luck. Another guy that has personally burned me in the past. I am just not going to trust him to be consistent. All the worries about Buddha Baker, added with Isaiah Simmons, there for now have been quieted. Buddha was safety six on the week, scoring eighteen point seven five points on one hundred percent of snaps. So worry not, Buddha is safe. Never was worried. Got that money. Got a nice week one performance. Things are they things are feeling really good in the Buddha Baker household. Hey, uh, big woof, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, twenty nine percent of snaps. And he um, got pulled. I mean, he got benched.
0: Did he? he? He he was starting the game. He got
1: benched. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, four. I mean,
0: he gave. He was. He was responsible. five points.
1: He was responsible for that seventy-six yard touchdown. Was to, he to Mostert? There you go. So, going to be some growing pains with any rookie. This yep. is not surprising. Um, Simmons was a guy we were very excited about the potential, but output at least for year one to be determined. So far, looks like we may have to wait a little while. Yep.
0: Shanahan was picking on him, man. I think every play was was
1: right at Simmons uh, from the jump. I kind of wonder if his athleticism has to pick up with the play recognition and right. knowing when to be in the right place. Absolutely. So let's talk about another very exciting rookie, though. Philadelphia versus Washington. Headline, Chase Young is all caps special, as is the rest of his D line. So we'll get to him in just a sec, but let's talk about the linebackers. For Philly, all I'm looking at is snaps. Who does this team trust? Week one, it was Nathan Gary and Duke Riley. Gary was LB 8, 17 quarter points, while Riley was outside the top 60. So if you want a Philly linebacker for some reason, grab Nathan Gary. Uh, Washington linebacker, somehow grosser than the Eagles, who are very gross at linebacker. John Bostic played 100% of snaps, 16.75 points, good for linebacker 10 on the week. Kevin Pierre-Lewis had 99% of the snaps and didn't do much, scoring just 5.25. I'm avoiding Washington linebackers altogether. Now let's talk about Chase Young. Good as advertised. 18 points on 78% of snaps. And, Addy, he just looks so dominant right out the gate. He is already a top-five defensive end in my mind. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. We just wanted to see it, and we saw it. He led, nice. He
0: led that unit, right, I think, in snaps? Yes, he did. So, so I mean, they know.
2: They yeah. know. They know who their best player is. Yep. He used to be the first player out of the tunnel. He's probably been the first player out of the tunnel every team he's ever played on. Of course. He's Chase Young. Yeah, he is terrifying looking, and he gave a performance to match. So, you know, Washington, you can kind of look at them as like the NFC version of the Jags, right? Everybody's already kind of written their story. It's, hey, you're going to be this, you're going to be that, you know, you're going to be contending for that – number 1 2 or 3 pick but you know hey got the w hey chase young four
0: pressures uh pff's 15th overall great uh best
1: uh player there you go he's he's so special man i love it i think um that this is going to be chase young a player that the washington football team they they don't have a lot of these guys right now these cornerstone type players but he is absolutely one of these guys.
2: Can't wait to watch them mismanage him. Absolutely yeah, to der-
1: derail his career. Now, I'm hopeful there with Ron Rivera. This is a guy who can turn that organization change. around. But gosh, to get in there and have cancer your first yeah, year. Tough. It's uh we went through this with Chuck Pagano. Yeah. I mean, there I am fully expecting at some point Rivera will have to take a leave of absence from the
2: team. So he said he was getting an IV drip in between. I mean, that's some jeez. That's, that's some serious stuff, yeah, man. That's, that's a that's a tough dude. But you, that's we've you know.
1: also seen it though. Teams play above their heads sometimes when they have a coach that they love and respect who's going through a battle like this with that Colts team. Connor had no business uh, Lux rookie year
2: winning. What was it? Ten, eleven games that we won. Yeah, it, you know, sometimes you just ride that that emotional high and you just you really playing for somebody and. Um, you know we'll we'll see there he seems like he's a a guy that's easy to play for Riverboat Ron so uh wish him the best man that's a that's a scary situation and i was kudos to him i was unaware that was going on he looks great so hopefully that's something that's that's going well but yeah it's this first thing i thought of. It was kind of a shades of uh, uh the pagano era leading into ba which now it's it's fun to see him coaching tommy like we talked that's right. about so could Love. open some doors to another coach either coming back in or something else if he does decide to step aside. Yep. The Taskins
0: so, is good, man. They could, I mean. What if? You know what I mean? Know, like, if he, what if, he if can he's just good? Play better.
1: I heard in a pod that I trust that he was terrible in the first half, benchable in the first half. Yes. And pretty good in the second half. Yep. And that so, seems to be
0: his story. You know? Yep. Very
1: streaky. <laughs> Very streaky. So, the the story, though, as much as Chase Young was the headline, um, Ryan Kerrigan balled out. Uh, was DE1 on the week with 25.6 points on just 32% of snaps. <laughs> That's wild, it man. It really is. He got the game ball uh, from Ron Rivera after the game. So, that 32% of snaps, that can't stay, right? It has to go up. Has to. Has to go up. I fully anticipate Um, You probably already had Kerrigan rostered at this point, but if not, I'm not going to blow my waiver priority on him. Uh, He did have two sacks and a fumble recovery, so that helps in a big play league like this. At best, I do see him as a bi-week fill-in option, but he's a guy that could gain more steam as the season goes along. So someone to keep an eye on. If he's out there throwing a, you know, put him down in your waiver priority, that's not like the the top-of-the-list guy that I want, but... That's a nice week one. Really nice, man. That's all we can say. So, um, also have to mention, Matt, Ionitis had 18 points. Montez Sweat had 16 points. Sweat had 71% of snaps. Ionitis had just 44%. Mm. Sweat is the guy I want out of these two. We've talked up Montez Sweat a lot this offseason. <laughs> the team is sick, boy. It's really good. This could be what wins them some games. Eight sacks. Yes. <sighs> Really dominant. Poor Carson Wentz. I just saw a great picture of him just
2: laying flat <laughs> on his back. Like, dear Lord, what have I done to deserve this? A lot of large men. I get a comp with him a lot. People say I look like you do. You do. Carson you do Wins. look like Carson Wentz. Yeah. So it's the red and the beard. You don't have to point that out. I've got a bad beard as it is, so I'm not <laughs> red haired for those that are watching hey, me. Hey. On YouTube, don't hey. you ask if the hey. carpet matches the drinks. Yeah. Don't you dare. You ask it. <laughs> I could feel it coming. Speak your mind around me. It's like
1: when you see thunder off in the distance or see lightning, you know, and you know it's coming.
2: Does they <laughs> is you is or is you ain't my constituents? So it was a
1: quiet day for the Philadelphia defensive line. The only guy worth mentioning is Montez's brother. I assume they have to be brothers if they're the sweat bros. 14 points and 70% of snaps. I'll grab him if he's available. Graham was quiet. He's in the concussion protocol now, so pay attention to that, Mm. uh, but had just 54% of snaps. Uh, Fletcher Cox was a ghost, even though he played 81% of snaps. He's a guy to monitor. Depending on how these next couple weeks go, he might fall into like decent D tackle two territory for me. He's just not there, and he hasn't been there for a while. He's getting up there. Yep, Landon Collins was pretty solid, 12 and three quarters points, 100% of snaps. He's going to be a safety one option for your team this week, I think. Confirm that. Another guy we need to talk about, Rodney McLeod. Led uh, McLeod? We're going to go with McLeod. That sounds better. Led Philadelphia in points, uh, 12 and a half on 100% of snaps. Mills was 91% of sca- uh, snaps, but scored just 6.75 points. I'm not dropping Mills yet, but I might grab on Rod. What do you think, Eddie?
2: Eh. maybe grabbing some Rod. I just hey. wanted to throw grab yeah. Rod in there. That's yeah, really yeah, I it what I came down to I
0: was reading down. I wasn't really up there with you. Sorry, hey. I
1: couldn't hit it back.
2: <laughs> yeah. living in that gutter with you. I just
1: served it up to you, and you were like, hey. Sorry, I was just,
2: reading that. That's on me.
1: Chips and salsa. Sure.
2: So, yeah,
1: I think he's an interesting flyer. Uh, but Jalen Mills, I'm not giving up hope on him yet. Let's talk about Chicago versus Detroit. Headline, no one puts Tracy in a corner.
0: I love that.
1: I love that. So, let's talk linebackers first, though. Roquan scored 12, 97% of snaps. Not worried. Trevathan, a little quieter. Nine points, 90% of snaps. These two guys, they're locked in as your LB1 and LB2 slash three options for your team. Khalil Mack, 86% of snaps. Good for four and a half points. Big play flex option, in my opinion. Jamie Collins got thrown out the game. y'all see that? What did he do? I know he was John with the refs or something. He, like,
2: headbutted he, the ref yeah. trying to show him an example. Yeah. No Idiot. way. Idiot. He, like, made Idiot. contact with the ref. He's like, dude, what are you doing? You, you cannot t- do that. The ref did flop a little bit. Yeah. He,
0: he was a little dramatic. Yeah,
1: chill out, ref. To be fair, though, refs are typically very old. And right? Yeah, he was
0: old. He was an old fella. Yeah, I mean, he was. He was white haired. I mean, it, don't be bumping into he's these. Probably refs. bruised. Honestly, he, he he did seem to hit him like a little harder. I was like, good lord, Jamie. Like, Jamie, like, calm yeah. down. Let's so, say he
2: was like two thirty and hit like head butted like a senior citizen ref. Yeah, yeah like, and, and, like
1: and Colin is a vet. Just really, really bizarre. Yeah, he's always had some just
2: some not been the it's the smartest guy year after year. It's the testiness, guys. I'm telling you, the lack of hitting somebody other than your teammate, which I think they're barely doing. Like, I think we're just... And in uh, the room, honestly, Rona, like, it, everyone's probably insane. Yeah, truly. everyone is insane
1: yeah. right now. So, it, that dropped his snap percentage down to 29. Tavai was the main linebacker there in terms of snaps with 78. Turned that into five and a quarter points. As we discussed on the preview pile with IDP, guys, avoid these linebackers. Just yeah. no. No thank you. Ugh. Akeem Hicks, welcome back. 16 points on 71% of snaps. You'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. Trey Flowers, welcome back. 23 points on 71% of snaps. Your boy. I love Trey Flowers this year. I I called him for top 12. Very good debut. Uh, The concerns about Tracy Walker's snaps was warranted. Detroit rolled out three safeties who all played above 80% or more. Will Harris, Deron Harmon, and Tracy... But of course, Tracy balled out. He was safety four on the week, 20.75 points. The other two didn't grab double digits. This is a situation to monitor in terms of the snap count, but Tracy's a stud. <laughs> so annoying. Why are you getting him on the
0: field, Matt? Yeah, stop it. What are you doing, bro? It's like, and Tracy's out there getting like big plays,
1: like tackles for losses on the reg with him. Like, what are you doing, Matt? Keep him on the field 100% of the snaps, Connor. Is Matt Patricia a bad coach?
2: Yes, he is undoubtedly the most annoying coach. My my favorite Matt Patricia story, and I'd love to know your all's, is when he critiqued the reporter's posture and told him to have some pride in his in self <laughs> and his job and his appearance. And I'm like, you are telling me. I don't even care what I look like. You look like the dwarf yeah. from Lord of the Rings, bro. You don't he, need to be telling anyone what they should look like. You have a pencil stuffed in your pube hair and beard <laughs> that's on your face, and you're still wearing sweatsuits. You, you know he got, stinks. You yeah, know that dude has 100%. Guys, yeah, just I, smells like a locker room yeah, at all times. A, like locker room and cheddar just mixed together. Like it guy smells like beef and cheddars. But, yeah, that is my favorite Matt Patricia story of telling the reporter. I, th- I think he literally said, have some respect for yourself. And I was like, my God, I am living in a parallel universe. Matt Patricia, life coach. We yeah. didn't
1: know this was his next career yeah. choice.
0: I, t- I tweeted a uh, – they uh, they talked to – you know, they interviewed him after the game, obviously, and, like, what, what happened, uh, Patricia? Because they were up, you know, by such a large amount and then just blew it. Um, but they were like, you know, what's, what's the deal with you blowing these leads in the fourth quarter? Like, wh- what's that about? And uh, he was like, "Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but I have one of the greatest plays in the fourth quarter of all time, talking about you know the the Patriots Super Bowl where he, they he picked off the pass. Oh, and congrats! They, Different yeah, he, team there, like, Matt. bro. What are you like? What are you doing, Patricia? Yeah, yeah he's,
2: he's living on that. He I think he's still living on borrowed time from his his time in in New England. And some guys are too smart for their own good. I mean, he is a literal. Is he a?" Is he a rocket scientist or have some type of crazy degrees with his name outside of football? Like, I'm fairly certain he has, like, some extensive education background. Connor, like,
1: he worked in construction before he got I, into football. I'm telling
2: you, if you looked it up, like, Matt Matt Patricia degrees outside of football, like, I swear to you, I think he studied rocket science in, when he went to college.
1: Yeah, he did. He did study rocket science. Like, um, the
2: guy is obviously just social. he wants to be Belichick so bad, but it's like, again, it's one of those scenarios. That's all right. I
0: mean – you can say you studied this. You, I mean, I studied, you know, I studied a lot of stuff. I took one or two courses. I can, you could say you could study a lot of things. I studied astronomy. <laughs> you did. What's your I took, sign? Um, I don't I do know. I'm the worst with that stuff. He's a Sagittarius if I've ever really seen
1: one. Yeah. Uh, neither si- Chicago safety is worth bringing up here to put a bow on this discussion. So, uh, last game here, fellas. We did it. We made it to the end. An hour and 45. We're under two hours. 12.07. Yeah. So, we did it. Yay. Thanks for hanging in there with us on the live stream. Headlines Cincinnati versus the Chargers. Joey Bosa takes the early lead for best Bosa brother award. Uh, these uh, linebackers here for Cincinnati... Adam, this was a situation we wanted to monitor. Josh Bynes, 16 points. Pratt, Mm 14.25. Were the top linebackers in points and snaps, 72 and 73% respectively. Both are probably available on your waivers. I'm going after Jermaine Pratt. Me too. So that is where I'm coming down on that. Kenneth Murray, 91% of snaps, only 9 points. Keep starting him with confidence. This quiet week one doesn't scare me. He's getting the playing time to produce. And also... Our Sucks, boy man. Drew Tranquil, yep. man. First play of the game. Was it the first play? I believe it was. Oh, my gosh, that's brutal. Broke his ankle. Yep, broke his ankle. Was that the one Mikey Dubs was uh, showing the video of where he went to kind of Make the tackle kind of slip, yes, and then broke the ankle, and then the guy fell into him. Yes, yeah, that was that was just Such awful. Such a shame, man. I think he was due for a very large year. I agree. So Joey Bosa, he's a beast. Twenty two points on sixty nine percent of snaps. Noise. Melvin Ingram was solid with eleven points on seventy nine percent of snaps. Kind of funny. He played more than Joey Bosa. Uh, Bosa, he's in your DE one slot. Ingram is in your flex. That's how I would love to have this set up for my roster. We expected Carlos Dunlap and Sam Hubbard to be the defensive ends of note for Cincinnati, but we had a Carl Walking Dead voice. Lawson appearance, 18 points on 58% of snaps. This is your boy, Addy. Speak to it. Carl. Carl. Are you trusting Carl, or was this just a mirage? I love Carl. You do love Carl. Do you trust him, though? I trust him. You going to pick him up? Uh, nah. Not that much, right? So what was the snaps on Carl? Carl had, let's see here, 58% of snaps, 18 points. That's Carl. That's, that's just, that's just that's Carl. Carl. That's Carl. That's you what know, he does. Connor, that's just Carl. Classic Carl. Classic Carl. <laughs> All right, Hubbard.
0: I, I do. I really cannot wait till Carl gets out of there. I he really can't. He may need a I, fresh start. I think he, I mean, I just, just, we want to see him get 70%. Just let him get a full-time gig. Please, someone, give him a shot.
1: Hubbard had 15 points, 78%. Don't overreact and drop Carlos Dunlap. He had four points on 70% of snaps. Carlos Dunlap will be fine. Sean Williams helped things out uh, by being inactive for this game. He helped clarify the safeties there. Jesse Bates played 99% of snaps. Von Bell played 100. Bates had 11.5 points. Bell had nine. I still feel good about both these guys, but I'm probably avoiding at least – Jesse Bates, until I see Williams back. I'm confident in Von Bell because of the money, because of the contract. On the other side, Rayshawn Jenkins played 100% of snaps, but scored just three points. Adderley was the next closest DB at 39%. With Derwin gone, you should be looking to avoid these safeties. And we just have to take another moment to um, mourn the loss of Derwin James for this season. I'm incredibly bummed by that still. Uh, pour one out no. just don't pour it on the board adam don't pour it on the board
2: pour it on yourself
1: so there you go there you have it a recap of the 15 games outside of the thursday night game fellas. we did it very proud of us and look at us hour and 50 we kept it under the two hour mark i was curious there once we started where we would end up connie
2: your maiden voyage recapping here as part of the big three under your belt how are you feeling i feel good uh uh I'm my own harshest critics. There's always, I feel like, some things I can improve on, and um, I get it. I fully anticipate everybody to, uh, you know, drop some Fs in the chat and uh, give me some harsh criticism on how little I know about IDP, and I understand that, okay? I got thrashed in my uh – uh First round or first game of IDP this week, so you know, bear with me. All right, I'm I'm more here for for bits and and little tidbits sure. of humor. So you're bringing us, you're tapping us into the zeitgeist. You're very plugged in on the
1: social media yes. as to what's going I'm on. Very you online.
0: You're blowing my, I mean, you blew my mind on a lot of stuff. A lot of social, you know, media type stuff. Man, yeah, just
2: so impressed. Yeah, we'll Addy, talk biz after this. I heard you talking some some ROI earlier on some of your yeah, draft absolutely. Stuff. We need to talk biz and exchange business cards and have a business lunch at some. I'd point. I love that man. Yeah, I, got yeah, it. That I feel got... good.
1: Now, Con, you shouldn't feel too bad. You you lost your first game, but it wasn't a total wipeout. I think you lost by like 30 or something, 183 to 214. Yeah. You'll that's... come back. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We'll see. You'll uh, just stick with us. You'll IDPs be right. up and down, bro. It really is. It's very, you know, one week to the next. You never know what to expect. That's what makes it fun, though. Yeah. And uh, we're going to keep bringing you guys these pods Every week, the format may change. We're going to give, especially here at the early part of the season, we're going to give this kind of recap structure some some run. Addy, just as we figure out who are guys that we really need to hone in on. Yeah. Making, yeah. kind of clarifying, making this really big pie a little bit smaller for you guys. Right. I mean, you know, I know this
0: was loaded up with a bunch of snaps and, and et cetera. You know, just a lot of stats, this one. But that's what we have to do with these these early... These early weeks, because you know we're, we're we want to figure out the usage, because like we preach all off season, snaps is where the stats come from. You know, usage is, is is
1: key. You can't make the plays if you're sitting on the bench. Yep, and that so, t- and that tells the story. That's that they that tells you who the coaches trust to start. That's right, especially week one. Yep, in a crazy off season, the guys that are getting the hundred percent of snaps, those are the guys you need to be paying attention to. So. Hope this was helpful. Hope you guys have enjoyed this recap. We'll be coming back at y'all later this week with the preview pod, letting you know who to start. And, of course, give our boy Dr. Lees a listen on Saturday. He's got the injury pod going to be filling you in because we're going to be recording this preview pod a little early. So a lot of the injury stuff that is still has to shake out. We don't know the results of that yet, so keep that in mind when we do our preview show. You want to listen to Dr. Leezus on Saturday to make sure you're up to date on all the latest injury reports that are going to drop on Friday. So, Connie, thanks for stepping in. We're excited to have you on board this season. Hopefully we can get you back to your humble abode before midnight here moving forward.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time, guys. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, let's call the sheriff on Adam since he's uh, possibly had a beer or two tonight. Uh oh, hey, going to get him an know. Uber Ooh, on the way home. Oh. I do
0: apologize for that list, as I may have been
1: overserved. <laughs> overserved <laughs> It's out of your cooler next to, on your little side table. Uh, over hey, here. hey, I don't trust myself. Erroneous erroneous all right well hope y'all enjoyed uh like i said we'll be back at y'all a couple more times this week Uh, 5.8 apv that's right until then take care stay safe thanks for listening we'll see you guys later if you like big three idp you'll love the idp guys
0: you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say.
1: Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop
0: occasionally, sometimes IDP, and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you,
2: org.
1: Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys? It's Josh. And one of the things that you may not know about me is that in addition to hosting this podcast with Bobby and Adam, I'm also a writer. That is my full-time job. But with that said, I'm not as avid as a reader as you might think. That's because it's hard for me to find time to sit down, crack open a book, and read it. But what I do love are audiobooks, and one of my absolute favorites, and I know as football fans you will appreciate this, is Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty. I know my boy Johnny the Greek loves this book as well, and you have to check out the audiobook version. Author Mori, the narrator, does a fantastic job bringing this crazy, wild, you-will-not-believe-it-your-jaw-will-drop story from Jeff Perlman to life in such vivid and rich detail that I really do prefer the audiobook version to the print version. And here's the good news. You can actually listen to it for free. We have partnered up with Audible, and if you go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp, you're going to get a free 30 day trial of Audible. Now that includes one audiobook plus select Audible originals. After the trial, you get that same setup with a rotating selection of Audible originals plus exclusive sleep tracks and guided wellness programs. Audible has the biggest selection of audiobooks on the planet. It's only $14.95 a month after the 30-day trial. You can cancel anytime and they'll even send you an email reminder before your trial ends. So, Go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check out Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman. You are not going to regret it. That's audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check it out. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big 3 IDP, let's go.